If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Happy New Year from the Quantum Consumer Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, here. And as usual, we have... Uh, it's me. It's our boy, Nathan. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. How about Great. you? Yeah, we're, we're, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be back. Doing yeah, me some too. more podcasting. This one should be fun. And we have a unusual guest here. Uh, go and introduce yourself. How's it going? I'm Cornette. And how are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Living life. Loving it. Hell yeah. Um... So 2021 is over. 2021 is yeah. over. How do, how do you feel about that? New year, new time, or is it the same old bullshit, I mean, different date? You know, so like you, you got, um, it's a complicated feeling. Yeah, right? It doesn't feel different. Because, you know, it is just rolling in into the other. And it's like, you know, like when you think about decades as mm-hmm. a concept, like it is useful for us to say, hey, you know, that's a 10 year span of time. That's another 10 year span of time. And in a lot of ways you can tell a difference like you know photographically you can see a difference you can hear a difference in the music but there is no hard hey we're not going to use synthesizers anymore it's time for boy bands like yeah. it's there's no hard number there it, there's a transitionary period and it's the same with every new year it's there's like no 2021 2022 to 23 it's a rolling change we're holding on the same old bullshit and mm-hmm. it's just a rolling shutter we have the rolling shutter going and it's just being you know Kept on, kept on. But we have um, a year in review thing, so sit tight and relax. Um, and of course, we can interject and talk about these things if you like. But as you can see, it's a paper. January 6th, the insurrection has been hallmarked as a day of severe pain for the political left side of the aisle, stating that democracy has never been at such risk. Five people died, including a Capitol Police officer. More than 600 were later charged throughout the year for their role in the Capitol insurrection. Congress certifies that President Joe Biden will take office. Elon Musk officially becomes the world's wealthiest person with a net worth exceeding $185 billion. And the Facebook officially bans Donald Trump from all of its platforms, I'd citing like, his role in the January 6th Capitol I'm, riot I'm and sorry. his reasoning. I'm sorry to already interrupt, but I'd like to point out that Musk only became the world's richest man because of the fact that Jeff Bezos got divorced. So thanks, women. <laughs> And in February, Oregon Measure 110 came into effect, decriminalizing small amounts of all illicit drugs. After over two decades, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos focuses on Blue Origin names Andy Jassy as successor. In Fort Worth, Texas, six people were killed following a car accident involving 133 vehicles due to the devastating weather conditions. Nancy Pelosi announces that Congress will establish a 9-11-style commission to investigate the January 6th riot at the Capitol. NASA successfully lands the Perseverance rover on the surface of Mars. The Senate passed the American Rescue Plan Act, $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package in March. A blizzard in Colorado brings over 24 inches of snow, giving the previous record of 23 set in 1982. Let's go, Colorado! In May, Lubbock, Texas, voted to become the largest city in the United States to ban abortion with the Sanctuary City for the Unborn. 
Colonial, Colonial Pipeline supplies most of the East with fuel. CyberTact, hacked by DarkSci, which is believed to be based in Eastern Europe, shut the system down. On May 11th, the Colonial Pipeline was shut down on its fifth day, causing panic buyers to cause many seaboard gas stations to run dry. Pfizer and Biotech's COVID-19 vaccine gets approved for ages 12 to 15. The CDC states that all fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing masks or social distancing. Also in May, protests break out, marking the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. In June, California lifted the mask mandate for outdoor activities. Death tolls from the virus reached 600,000, equal to the annual cancer death toll. In July, at least 233 people were killed and 618 injured over 500 shootings and nationwide shootings during the Independence Day weekend. In August, Hurricane Ida made landfall in Louisiana. In September, Britney Spears' father was formally suspended as the conservator of her estate. In October, a massive oil spill occurred off the coast of California. Windows 11 was launched by Microsoft. In November, the Supreme Court began its arguments about the Texas Heartbreak Act. The trial of Kyle Rittenhouse begins about the incidents from August 25th, 2020. And in December, a bunch of other stuff happened, but more devastating was the death of Betty White. Uh, She didn't actually die, stupid. Like, the Queen of England died, and then she's in her place. Because you always say every single time we talk about it's this. It's literally true. You, you can't disprove it. All you can prove is Betty White is no longer a public figure doing shit in the real world. But the Queen? Yeah, she's still there. Uh-huh. Sure, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck off. And that's been Conspiracy Time with Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to I say, as an employee of the federal government, I want to point out that I have a really strange take on the January 6th thing. So simultaneously, we're led to believe that not only was this the, you know, as important or devastating as 9-11 or, you know, the other day of infamy that, you know, we'll never forget. But um, we're also told that, like, they were just a bunch of hooligans and, you know, they, you know, the police only shot one lady because that's all they needed to shoot. And it wasn't that really, it really wasn't that violent. But but I, I, I got to point something out. The Kazakhstani, you know, uh, protests and where they literally burned part of their Capitol building um, and had the entire government resign. That that was a real insurrection. Yeah. Right. And that one actually worked. Did anyone give up? Did anyone in the I federal know. government give up? Did the army surrender to a bunch of like like boomer protesters on the yeah, Capitol? I know. No, I know where you're no. heading. I know where you're heading with this. And like the misnomer of calling it an insurrection. Yeah. It was done in a day. But I Within do, a couple hours. But I do want to say this. There's another thing I want to say about this. Is that even though it was just essentially a protest that went kind of out of control. Yeah, it went which stupid. Which is hilarious. Right? Yeah. Imagine Who that. Who would have thought protests but, go out of control? Boomers go, going nuts for at least a couple hours. Pretty funny. But yeah. um, I want to point out. That's exactly what the federal government is afraid of. Like, they're not just saying that they're insurrectionists because they want to, you know, paint them as villains. As the bad guys. But they also do actually fear that that they have so little control over the situation that a bunch of, like, you know, uh, uh, LARPing boomers mm-hmm. with red hats on their head could overthrow the government. Yeah. They're, they're probably partially scared of that. And this is the thing about... Um... I, I don't know thing. how you couldn't see it that it's way. It's justifying, um, you know, the idea. No, they are fearful because they know how this country came about. They know that this country was founded on the idea of resisting a government that was being tyrannical and doing shit that wasn't for the people. And this is how the United States of America was founded. Hey, another question. And they know that the Constitution provides for that. I have a question. So 
the Kazakhstani government is asking the Russians to step in to, you know, help with their problem, right? What peacekeeping organization does America call in when when they lose? Who 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 comes and saves America? Who would that no be? No one. <laughs> what? Who would that be? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the UN? <laughs> Blue helmets? Yeah, Maybe, right. I guess. Because they help so much, right? Well, yeah. of, well, in this case, they would. Actually. Instead of just being a money sink that people just dump so I, much I, money into. Uh, interesting enough, Russia, since they're putting more pressure on Ukraine, the Ukrainian border, mm-hmm. have you heard about the demands that have been made by Some, Russia? Something about gas, something about don't join NATO, and it's like normal stuff. NATO, limiting NATO's positions in Eastern Europe, uh, yeah. no deployments, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ukraine specifically. So it seems like an idea of, you know, Russia saying that they try to do shit diplomatically and it's going to fail, blah, blah, blah. So that way they have apparently just cause to invade Ukraine. But- I, have, I have something I want to point out on that. The, the, the reason that we went into Iraq the second time, um, I'm sorry, the, the second Gulf War, my mistake. Yeah. That, was a, that was a fuck up. Uh, this, the, the second Gulf War happened because we thought... We had some very shaky testimony on the Hill that there were chemical and nuclear weapons in the country that Al-Qaeda had access to, right? But there is some reasonable speculation out there that there are chemical weapons in Ukraine coming from NATO states. So, so here's something to consider. What if the Russians were like, hey, we think there's weapons of mass destruction in Ukraine. We're going to go in and like check it out suss out where those are, destroy those those stockpiles, and then we'll have the international community figure out what to do after that. Oh, who's going to... Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Don't worry about it. We got this one. That would be really funny if that was an actual justification used to actually invade Ukraine because it's exactly what America deserves, mm-hmm. right? We do the dumbest shit for the dumbest reasons, except this time the Russians almost might be like kind of justified because there might actually really be chemical weapons there. And who's it going to be used against? It's not going to be used against Americans. No, it's going to it's be, going to be against used against Russians. Yeah. Right? Not saying Ukraine would not, ever... Not, not saying that Russia doesn't deserve it. <laughs> no, I don't think they deserve it. But I, I was also going to say, I don't think Ukraine would ever use it offensively. But like those, if there are chemical weapons in Ukraine, it is absolutely for a deterrence. Mm. Right? It's, it's, it's kind of hedging the bets. Because yeah. they don't have nuclear weapons. But if they had chemical weapons... You know, if that cat gets out of the bag, there's a lot of consequences beyond, oh, some soldiers may die. It's it's a little more serious than that because then you could draw in other states and they might be using chemical weapons. And if they use chemical weapons and the Russians are using chemical weapons, we're so much closer to using nukes mm-hmm. that an exchange is more likely. Not saying it's an automatic doctrinal thing that's going to happen if one then the other, but like doctrinally speaking, if you're as if you're as dug in as we're, we're shooting chemical weapons at one another, that's one less layer to get to the nukes. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. everyone yeah. would have to be really careful about that. And that's why the Ukrainians might want chemical weapons in their country. But but that's a, that's a digression. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, no, it is. We can have a, that, uh, a part of that uh, probably next I, I have a podcast. serious question about that, though. Would you really want to go fight the russians over ukraine no no i mean i'm i'm of the mind that america has been butting in for far too long mm. i mean we've been for for whatever reason we've been the fucking i don't know the world police the world yeah. police for far too long and you know we're also apparently the world's financial aid as well 
What? Um, yeah, we oh. send trillions and trillions of dollars overseas, uh, like that stimulus bill that was supposedly to help the American people. Mm -hmm. They saw a fucking smidgen of a percent of that in America, whereas trillions were going overseas to you know Saudi Arabian gender studies. Um, oh, you told me shit. about that a while yeah. back. Yeah. So you or, know, or, we're, we're far too or an armed and fortified wall in israel yeah we're far too deep into other world's business when the focus should be america and american citizens and america first mm -hmm. of course if you say that now you know you are painted immediately as a nationalist and you know well, what's wrong with that nationalism has a sort of bad rap it's it's yes you care for this is the definition of nationalism right it's you the betterment of one's own nation at the detriment of other nations which is Horseshit. Uh, yes, you can be a partial partial nationalist and say I love America and I care for America. However, I don't think that we should be interfering with other countries. Mm. I'm not saying that we need to harm other countries in order to better ourselves. No, not at all. But we do have allies that we need to keep in mind. However, us sending people everywhere, sending money to Saudi Arabia, makes makes no sense. Um, that money could have gone, you know, far better into infrastructure here in america than whatever the fuck they're going to do over there okay well it we need to reel back the focus to making america better for the people making america better for everyone instead of what the fuck's going on the other side of the world but the, i digress with that we need to move on to <laughs> our main source and our main meat of the meat and potatoes of this podcast um this is a debate podcast we don't really have these two terribly often but um it should be fun we do have, of course, Nathan here, the usual co-host. <clears throat> Walker is, of course, missing. Um, he may be showing up later, maybe, maybe not. Um, for reasons we won't disclose. Pour one out for a real one. Yeah, he's 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 on a date, so you know he's off doing greater things. And then we have Cornette here, um, so it'll be fun. We have some. Uh, I can't say that I've, I've, I'm not too familiar with it because usually just listen rather than you know speaking um, yeah these these topics really have no right answer um it is just well i disagree of course of course <laughs> of course you do of course you do this is the debate episode and i think you're wrong there well, are we... objective answers to these questions and you're probably gonna get all of them wrong yeah there are objective <laughs> answers but we're not necessarily <laughs> focusing on who is right or who wins in this debate okay it's not a scholastic debate we are simply talking about things um what does scholastic mean bring school like academic uh, okay we're we're not really um we're more or less going through these arguments and talking about some of the major things that are especially for some of these topics which we'll read off our list here in a second um, wait why wouldn't it be uh like no shit like why would why wouldn't it be a scholastic debate because like we're not trying to convince as in, other as in, as in like there being a winner yeah, they well, try to find uh, right. uh, okay, and it's okay. classic, well, like a speech and debate. Okay, class well, ma thing. maybe I guess I have a more practical, uh, I guess, interpretation of what these things are for. Is like, like for, for for me, right? Let's say we were like actually ideological opponents. We were like discussing the differences of like social policy. Yeah, I'm not actually trying to convince you of anything. I'm trying to convince people on the fence that would be listening to it. Yeah, so they're the one. They're the real. Yeah, audience, this is the this is the intent Oof. of so, this which podcast is, right now. Which is like, I feel like that is a. Maybe I guess I'm getting it wrong, but I thought that was no, no. I, that's that's accurate too. Is is okay. we're providing okay. these arguments another um, viewpoint? You know, where I'm going to be playing devil advocate sometime and bringing up some topics um, or some you know t talking points, um, and especially for one of these uh, topics, um, because a lot of these 
arguments are thrown around and most of the time they're based in fairy tale land not in reality yeah. at all um and they use uh very clear logical fallacies mm -hmm. to make you think a certain way uh but i digress i'll go ahead and read the first one and then uh nathan can go read the second one and then Cornette, you can read the third one all right. So topic number one, doctors, what is their morality and should hospitals be trusted in general? And then Nathan, the next one. Uh, okay, I thought we were going to do that like uh, one after the other kind of thing, like as in go through the meat, but we could. Uh, so the second, the second topic is the Second Amendment and to what extent does it apply? Okay. And the third topic is should religion have any place in government? Okay, so these are our first three major topics, and then after the break, we'll go into the rest of them, which I shall read off rapidly. Should the death penalty be usual? Human cloning should be legalized, and yes, after the smoke break. <laughs> Sex work should be legal, and social media has improved human communication. The U.S. should abolish the electoral college, and if women can't get abortions, then men should have to get vasectomies. And when they are ready to have children, get it reversed. Oh, but I have opinions on that. we are going to start with doctors. What is their morality? And should hospitals be trusted in general? So before Hayes goes on a tangent, because I know I, I love you, but I know what you're going to do. I do have a question about that question. So are you talking about their morality in how they feel about the operations they're doing or what they're doing? No, them as like in principle. In principle? Yeah. Okay. So their morality? Questionable. Should they be trusted? Absolutely. I think so. They have no control over what they need or can't do. They have no control over it. It's all about who's ever, just like our job. We have no control over so what we can do. Their control of, say, the hospital directors. Yeah. Who actually have final say. And See, stuff. because all they can do so is... So, I was of the same mind, uh, and I still am. I think it's a spectrum that you could really apply. Um, there are definite, definite, definitive things, and I do have some statistics that are actually for the contrary of whether or not you should trust them. Okay. Um, which are which I know you'll enjoy, which mm -hmm. you'll find very interesting and probably solidify your stance even more. <laughs> um, so I only see what I want to see. So on the surface value, um, you know, doctors and the morality. I think a very significant portion of doctors and or nurses actually in the same sort of vein are going into this field because they care okay now whether or not that care will dwindle over time i can agree to that maybe they just kind of they become blase and you know complacent in their duties uh you know throughout time right these doctors are there for decades and decades um i can see that as a as being a thing i think there's there's few uh and fewer now especially in recent times with you know covid and doctors being doxxed for speaking out on these things such as you know all these countermeasures are ridiculous lockdowns don't work they make zero sense the main vector of you know spreading is through people in homes so why would you lock people down in a room you shouldn't shut down the government these vaccines you should only get this to have your risk all these have been said by doctors and they've been quickly fired doxxed silenced was, and thrown away in the cupboard who, right who is the um however the army uh uh flight surgeon she she yeah. did remember that with that letter oh, read yeah. aloud yeah she's well, she's been like memory hold yeah i've never heard anything about her since. she broke that we she got fired for it yep okay I thought she so. was on her way out anyway she was on her way out and she finally put that out there mm -hmm. as her final but nobody nobody, nobody talks about nobody talks about well um a lot of people didn't get it after what she said I know some people back in Germany that I was friends with in AIT. They 
they were heard that they were on the verge of getting it the next day that they, actually changed their mind they changed their minds wow that's fucking awesome yeah yep. holy shit uh we'll go and go into that more in detail um when we can pull wow. that up um but you know on the surface level i think that doctors are genu- generally uh trustworthy as far as the ones that i have spoken to and ones that i have met and you know had interactions with uh you know being a father and about to be a father of two um you know they they're 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 trustworthy um there are things that i would believe to uh, and i think this is the kind of this is the biggest thing is they're there's such a huge dynamic right now between doctors there's this side of the field that are following you know what they know as in anything about covid okay this covid virus is nothing new okay we we know about how viruses work nothing is trivial about this virus okay it is like every other virus and how it spreads everything is this is not new they called it the novel coronavirus okay it's a new new variant that's it nothing about this behavior of the coronavirus is different okay it's just like every other virus every doctor who is speaking out and saying these things gets completely exonated however you have a bunch of doctors who are complacent who are there for political reasons doing things or just for the money doing things in such a way where they don't want to lose their job because of that right prime example anthony fauci Mm -hmm. dr anthony fauci is a prime example of a sellout and a doctor who really doesn't care about anything um you know, and we'll, we'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and disclaim this now. There is a quote or of somebody of Dr. Fauci being wrong about something. Uh, there was oftentimes because he's been around for a hot minute, as one as you can imagine. Um, there's quotes of him apparently saying that uh, AIDS can spread through, you know, non-sexual contact just by <laughs> being in the room. OK, Amazing. this is a claim typically by conservatives and Republicans to disqualify Fauci as a credible source. However, if you look at the actual video, he does not say that. He said that there are no scientific indications that AIDS spreads through casual contact like being in the same room. Okay. So that is a lie. Okay. This podcast, if if there's a quote and it's seemed that it's it's not true, we will go ahead and output that. However, Dr. Fauci has been so wishy-washy about his policies with COVID, what measures work, and it just really depends on who's sitting at the highest seat, right? Who's sitting in the presidential seat? And now that's Joe Biden, um, you know, he, he kind of has transformed his viewpoints into what it is now. Um, now people I mean, are He wasn't agreeing. much better when Trump was around either. Right? No, it, yeah, exactly. That, that wasn't a change. But now people are really, uh, now, now we can acknowledge that masks don't really work. Cloth masks don't work. The vaccine hardly works, if not at all. Okay, it's uh, it's actually a misnomer to call it a vaccine. Hey, if you uh, have all three, like of your vaccines and booster shots, I have some news for you. You're not vaccinated. It's a misnomer. Um, <laughs> not vaccinated at all. It's not. It's not the same as a vaccine. It's more or less a, at this point a therapeutic. Um, if anything, it doesn't prevent you at all from getting the va- from getting the coronavirus. Um, it just reduces symptoms, apparently, which is a therapeutic. It's not a vaccine. You mean like those like uh, scented like sprays that you get at crystal shops? Yeah, the oh, scented God. sprays, the scented sprays. <laughs> but this is the greatest thing is they they actually ha- they vac- this quote unquote therapeutic, which is synonymous with the vaccine at this current podcast. 
um, actually does have an effect. So unlike those bullshit sprays that have crystals in them, uh, this one has some marginal use. But the the misnomer is that the wide claim is that everyone needs to get this vaccine right. in order for us to move on. No, we are not moving on from this anytime soon. Yep. COVID is going to be a thing forever, forever, as long as they can hold on. Even if there is, and let me be honest, like I still believe if there was a hundred percent, if everybody got the vaccine, right? If they made it impossible to live life. And I mean like actually impossible. Like if they were like, if they, if, if the whole world was okay with like executing people en masse for not having the vaccine Mm -hmm. and they, they started doing that and then people either got shot or got the shot, um, they would still find reasons to say, yeah, no, we need more. Yeah, it's not about your safety. It's not about their safety. It's about you giving up yeah. and them giving. It's getting power. um. It, it, that's it. It's it's and, a very big power thing. And, and right now, the the current vector of attack is through the medical establishment, and it is yep. doctors that are primarily responsible for doing nothing about it. Because um, I don't care if you can say there are more powerful people in a hospital than doctors. Doctors are the ones doing most of the work I mean, that aren't being done by nurses. Pr- primary looking at so, this at this way of of this video, we have a prime example here uh, on TikTok. There's a doctor um, that I saw, and this, of course, kind of like just curdled my stomach. It made me freaking wince because it was very cringy. Um, it was just a video of this person walking into walking in the hallway, and they have those little voice things that the hospitals have, little walkie-talkie things, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Just, and, uh, you know, he, you know, said something to it, uh, you know, I'm having a bad day and, you know, says, you know, you know, something inspirational, like, don't worry, you're helping to save a life today. Um, and it had nothing to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. There was just nothing. The caption of the video itself was, thank a healthcare worker today. No. Okay. Now, there's a certain level of pretension there um, mm-hmm. and arrogance um, that I just found quite revolting um nothing about covid which i was glad to see um but there are so many other people on social media saying that you need to get the vaccine the vaccine is effective um which is hilarious because it's not and we're acknowledging that now but for some reason the vast majority of the public is still in a delusion now they've off outsourced that delusion right to the people now the people are repeating it and they can be like no we've been saying this the entire time Mm -hmm. we've been saying that it has been marginally effective we say that it just drops symptoms and it's a very clever strategy doctors by and large um of course they don't really write mm, policies for hospitals i think hospitals are i think mostly to blame um however mostly to blame for policies and stuff like that however there are some terrible doctors out there. Um, so let's take a look at medical malpractice, for example, which I think is a very topical thing um, for this for this conversation. So according to NPDB data, the average payout for medical malpractice claims from 2009 to 2018 was approximately $309,908, with a total average of 12,414 cases annually in that 2009 to 2018 period. According to Johns Hopkins University, more than 250,000 people, um, or a quarter of a million people, in the United States die from medical errors and negligence every year. This makes medical malpractice the third leading cause of death in the United States. Before you go on, I want to point out, 
if we're so dead set on controlling and regulating people's weapons because they kill too many people for every year, right? Kills too many school kids, all that, whatever mm-hmm. the fucking narrative is. Yeah. Medical malpractice kills more people than firearms every fucking year. Yep. And 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 we're gonna trust the doctors, but but I can't have my fucking rifle. Get fucked. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, no. Fuck you. I got my rifle. Come take it. Now you want to go after somebody? Go after some doctors. They fucking kill people. And those people can be put yep. in jail. My rifle is an is an inanimate object, and I can't be charged for any criminal activity because I don't commit crimes. But those fuckers do. Yeah. According to a New England Journal of Medicine, 99% of physicians face at least one lawsuit by the age of 65. Now, is that like real lawsuits or like the the really shitty... Real lawsuits for malpractice. So so not like the shitty, like, he spilled coffee on me. No, real lawsuits. Real ones? Actual proper civil litigation. That's a lot. Uh, 99%. That's terrifying. I want to be a physician, right? However, if you're not complacent and you do your job well, you shouldn't have that. Well, you'll be a part of that. Um, unless there's also, it could be a case, and I thoroughly believe this. However, some of our more cynical fellows at the table would probably disagree. Uh, it could be a very, because, you know, you have insurance scams everywhere. It could be a scam like that. Oh, I'm going to say this happened in a hospital. Uh, I mean, I was, I was just willing money. to, like, put the benefit of a doubt that, like, America especially have, yeah. a, uh, like, a, they're so a lawfare. They have, there's a, there's a uh, what's it called? Lawfare problem. It, it's kind of pretty bad but like the love for litigation <laughs> um but um according to rand corporation the average physician spends over 10 percent of his or her career dealing with litigation the yeah. average length of a case is around five years however a 2017 medscape survey of physicians indicates that the majority of medical practice lawsuits took one to two years some biggest payouts in history $216.7 million to Alan Navarro by a Florida jury in 2006 for a misdiagnosis of stroke symptoms. $190 million to $8,000 million to 8,000 plaintiffs by John Hopkins Hospital in 2014 on behalf of Dr. Nikita DeLevy, a gynecologist who had been secretly taking photos and recording videos of his patients. $172 million to Tiffany Applegate by the Bronx jury in 2014 for improper care and advice by paramedics, leading to severe brain damage and paralysis. So there's nothing new under the sun. Um, and uh, I want to bring up yes, a, there is. a quick little... The clock changes and the date. That's the only thing that's the new same here. same 360 dates. Yeah, stupid. that's the only thing that's new here. But here's the thing. Uh, when uh, it, This is a, a bit of an anecdote, but did you ever hear about some of the... Um, like, did you ever read about any of the doctors during the the um, late medieval period when when the fucking Black Death was around? Yeah. Did you know that there were some doctors that were purposely crushing up um, dead people's uh, pores into a powder and then applying it to people as medicine? Yeah. And it made more people sick, and then that gave them more customers. Mm. And you know what happened to those people? They got they got executed by like the public, um, and uh, uh, doctors were kind of like seen as a unclean kind of class of people for a, a couple centuries after that well there's a reason they used to wear masks mm-hmm. to hide their faces okay so it's important to also mention the statistics from the doctor's but, point but you, of view you, here you understand why i'm bringing that yeah, up yeah. right because it's like so, some of these people are just they're not good at their jobs but the guy that was taking pictures of, yeah. of, of women disgusting vile that guy was what doing was it his, on purpose what was his uh medical practice gynecology uh what is that so vagina doctor 
Oh, that was kind of okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he should be shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so that's fucking crazy. So from the doctor's perspective, or for physician's perspective, because of course this is a debate when you look at both sides. Fifty-eight percent of sued physicians say that they were su- very surprised by the lawsuit. How many? Fifty-eight um, percent. So over half, a little over half of wow. them were surprised at the lawsuit. Eighty-nine percent of the physicians named in a malpractice suit believe that the suit was unwarranted. Forty-nine percent. So there are people who are. I guess agreeing, of course, not a lot of them. Forty-nine um, percent of physicians surveyed say that they're they were named in two to five lawsuits. Forty-nine percent of physicians said that no event sparked the lawsuit or would have alerted them to an expected lawsuit. Thirty-three percent spend more than forty hours on their suit defense. Sixty-two percent of respondents thought that the overall outcome was fair to both parties. Thirty-three percent of physicians. How, how many? Sixty-two. Sixty-two. Okay. Sixty-two percent of the physicians say that the outcome is fair for them. Uh, for both parties. And, and how many said they, they didn't expect this at all? Uh, I would say, so 58%. So fi- so half of all doctors that get a suit don't think it's warranted, but then how many said? No, 89% of them. 89? 89% say that it's unwarranted. Okay. 58% of which, 58% okay. so are very surprised. 89%, so let me, let me hash this out. 89% don't think it should have happened. And then how many said it was an, a fair outcome? That is 62%. So only 20% after the end of these proceedings still think that they were in the wrong. That's what that tells me. That's fucking crazy. 33% of physicians feel that the lawsuit negatively affected their overall medical career. No surprise. I mean, you are in a case for, I mean, look at, look at it this way. I mean, uh, yeah, no, no wonder. Cause if you're in court for say a rape accusation, I doubt you're going to get a fucking job after that. Right. Mm-hmm. It damages your career for the rest or damages your life for the rest of time. Um, as it should. Right. Uh, rapists should be castrated, but that's mm-hmm. besides the point. Shot. Yo, there was a guy in Kazakhstan that was uh, chemically castrated. Yes. We talked about this. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. No, that guy was like, yeah, I kind of want to. I regret it. I want to uh, start I a family. family. Uh, I don't think they should castrate future uh, uh, people that do this. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you have just demonstrated to other people who have these proclivities mm-hmm. from doing that. I think that's effective. I think that's great. I think it's great that he's like telling. There's another people, thing. I think it's. I think. That, I think it's great that he's complaining about it because then it, it brings light to this to the fact that the government will castrate you. That's so. This is a. Fucking this is another thing, and that's this will drive a point into our next topic, actually, um, of use of capital punishment, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that's neither here nor there. So after I so I read those uh, those statistics out. Um, about malpractice, which I think is a very topical discussion as mm-hmm. far as the morality of doctors. Uh, from the statistics, um, 62% of which, you know, they said that uh, they were it was fair to both parties. So a majority, a uh, statistical majority of physicians who are under lawsuit seem to agree and say that, yes, this was fair. Um, whether or not, uh, hopefully there's no, how would you say it? Uh, going back and doing it again, right? As in like fucking up again, maybe which was a reminder. There's no real statistic on that, but from from what that said, you know, uh, quite a few people, 99% of physicians face lawsuits. Um, you know, one of which, you know, 49% of the physicians surveyed say that they were named in two to five lawsuits. So apparently there is a, there is a pattern with some 
of the physicians of just malpractice. Um, I think that comes down to complacency, um, not necessarily intent to do harm. You know what I mean? I, as far as the one for misdiagnosis of stroke symptoms, right? If some, so basically that means that the guy came in there was having a stroke and they misdiagnosed it. Stroke's very serious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think is a oversight, you know, because truth be told, uh, the medical medical knowledge and medical information changes every year. That's no excuse though. However, there is so much to cover. There's so much about the body. There's so many different things that can go wrong with an individual. Um, and there are a lot of symptoms that are common with, mm-hmm. with a bunch of other symptoms, like a headache might mean you're dehydrated. It might mean that you're experiencing something else. You know, there's a, a headache can indicate a bunch of different things. Um, so I think that is something to take into account here. I don't think that is, it's blanket negligence and said, oh, he has a fucking, it's, it's a I headache. Suppose, don't fucking, but like, we're also whatever, like you know? making this grand assumption that like expertise is actually what we think it is. Uh, don't get me wrong. A lot of 80% of being a doctor is going back and researching stuff mm-hmm. and is getting more information. Um, and if you are negligent, this is the part of negligence and just assuming that you're right and saying, no, this is this, um, you know, have a nice day. Uh, prime example, I was watching a video um, regarding a UK, you know, United Kingdom, England uh, emergency response team. Um, and it was a emergency response, you know, flying out in an emergency helicopter um, to, to a site of a uh, traveler who was stabbed uh, in, in the armpit, axilla, as what it's called. Ah. Um, so, you know, I'm sitting here watching this and seeing you know they're talking through it you know symptoms that he's having distended veins in the neck okay so let's see i'm you know i'm sitting here connecting the dots okay he has a an open chest wound he has distended veins that's a he has a tension pneumothorax he has a collapsed lung and his uneven rise and fall of the chest and the doctor the physician immediately assumed a tamponade which is essentially bleeding around the inside the epicardium which is a sac that goes around the heart Hmm. and this bleeding can cause constriction of the of the heart and can lead to cardiac arrest um and he immediately assumed a tamponade which is interesting why is it that i could have and by the way i was right the entire time they got to a hospital actually um and the greatest thing is they didn't bother sealing the the wound at all it was just left open uh, there was no attempted for needle chest decompressions. It was just left open, um, which I found to be interesting. Um, and yeah, it was it was interesting seeing how I, with the basic amount of training that I have, was able to correctly diagnose this person with what they were mm-hmm. having when a doctor of 15 years couldn't do it. I, I think it's just like a lot of people just don't know what they're doing. It's, it, it, you, know, it, it, you know how you know how easy it would have been a treat is to seal the wound, put an NCD in, and then allow the pressure to be regained. But instead, but he you're was not high on your own supply like most of these people are. Fair. He was he was focusing on something that was one untestable. Like he could not test for a tamponade until he had an ultrasound, and then lo and behold, when they get to the hospital, he gets the ultrasound and comes back. The heart's completely fine. He it, just has a collapsed just, lung. It just seems like these places are slaughterhouses to me. I, I wouldn't want to go to a hospital if I had to help it. Well, so I, I just 
So with what he was saying, when you had to look at something and he automatically assumed what it was, when I did that at work, same issue. Mm-hmm. I I only had two years of work in this shop and I go in and one of the machines wasn't working and I asked him what was wrong with it and he said it wasn't, the gears weren't turning. I was like, oh, it's this, right? And we start looking for the problem. I start trying to fix it. Some guy, 20 years experience, comes on and says, nope, it's this. Looked at it for two seconds. He was right. That's what blows my mind about that situation. Cox, who has less mm-hmm. experience than this man, mm-hmm. got it right and he didn't. Which gives me a lot of like suspicion about like actual expertise in this field. I just, I don't believe these people. I don't believe the people that say that they have the degrees means what they think it means. And I don't believe the people that accredit them. I, I don't trust any part of the chain of, of, of like custody of knowledge. I don't trust the chain of custody of equipment or materials. I don't, it's just like, if you go into some of these like um, open um, forums, like you know, any of the subreddits or any of the Facebook groups or any of that shit where they talk to themselves amongst themselves, and you know how people, you know, mistreat public sp- spaces on the internet and they assume they're private because no one would bother to go into those, you know, places. But some Snoopy, you know, uh, motherfuckers like me do. If you look at those conversations, especially about like the unvaccinated, mm-hmm. right? The way that they not only look down upon folks like us or the way that they think that we're part of the problem or whatever it is that like gets their, their, you know, their panties in a twist the way they speak about us and what they'll do like oh i give him i give him um what he needs last or you know we'll we'll uh just put him on a fucking ventilator even if he doesn't need it it's just uncomfortable and it's like you know it's not that far for me to i don't have to go i don't have to like stretch my legs very far to go from where that where i'm standing there when, when i see them say that and just make this assumption that maybe some of them might like poison you right maybe some of them kill these people you know what's, you and know what's it's just like amazing I, I just don't know man so there there are some people out there right some doctors who are doing well by their patients look at joe rogan for example joe <laughs> joe rogan got COVID. okay and yeah. this is not medical advice do not take this but this is what happened he went to his physician he said take ivermectin fucking clonal antibodies and his COVID was gone in three days okay and now now we can acknowledge guess what a major therapeutic is hmm. in hospitals is ivermectin hmm. it's a therapeutic that's being given to treat covid clonal antibodies something that's being given to treat covid and now we can acknowledge it it's a disgusting bastardization and you know why it's because government got their hands on it is because it's you had just you the had, government I, i'm not done yet i'm not done yet i'm not done yet <laughs> You had a massive motivation for a political party to garner control over a population using whatever they could. And COVID came along and they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. fucking perfect. Sure. You have doctors who are complacent in that. And complicit. Complacent and complicit in that. However, Joe Rogan's physician was not. And may he remain nameless for for the great divine dox hammer might come down upon him because it wasn't divulged at the proper time fuck off see see it's it's and of course there are lone individuals that don't do this of course but like they're alone they they stand apart from the rest of their 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 peers right yeah so the guy that treated rogan or the flight surgeon who decided to throw the letter out before she was canned 
right? We'll go ahead and those grab people, that. We'll print the, it out. Those people are standing against a tide that is complicit and complacent. Yep. They're both. So it's not just the government's fault. Yes, they're they're at fault. But so are these private entities. My consensus now, after researching what I've researched, um, is I will go to a doctor and trust them with anything else but COVID. I think that's fair. I anything just, else but COVID. Because yeah. there are far too many motivations in place for them to say it's COVID and do whatever X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you have people, you know, hydroxychloroquine was chloroquine was also a thing that was used to treat. And, you know, the people were putting out immediately after because CNN hops on the air and starts saying, you know, you know, fish tank cleaner, fish tank cleaner. <laughs> and guess what the parrots start doing? Guess what the sheep start doing? Saying it's fucking fish tank cleaner, fish tank cleaner, ivermectin. They're giving dewormer to that are used for horses to people. Look, if meanwhile if, quarters if, of a billion people every year are prescribed ivermectin. Listen, if Joe Rogan tells me that kissing a horse will make this all stop and go away, I'll halfway consider it because I take his advice more seriously yeah. than a real doctor. Hmm. Yeah, that's it's crazy that we're at that point. Not that now. I, but and I mean that in the sense and, that I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I only see clips from that now and again. But like, I know that like it's right now it's popular to shit on the dude because yeah, he, because he, gets, he said something that was fucking right. Yeah, and it's like you know what, <laughs> fuck you. And it and it was against the mainstream you know narrative at the time. And you get painted a bad guy. You get doxxed. I mean, kudos for them for trying to dox and cancel Joe Rogan. Like. Hats off to you. That man is invulnerable. He has the biggest podcast ever. Okay. You can go fucking pound sand, dude. Nice try. But mm -hmm. go ahead and, you know, fuck off kindly. Um, but I think, you know, you know, waiting for closing uh, statements. We'll go ahead and go to our first break, you know, concluding uh, this doctor topic here. Mm -hmm. um, so final closing statements from you, Nathan. Um, for me, the thing that, like really matters is like you know you, you have your own you you have a responsibility to yourself and then your family um and then like you know outward from that like your i guess you would call it like you know your your neighborhood town community tribe whatever and like there are some folks that you just you gotta watch out for you gotta watch out for grifters you gotta watch out for you know um uh, you know people that just want to scam the shit out of you but I honestly think you really, like, in your day-to-day -day life, would do, you would be, what's the word I want to look for? You you would be remiss to not suspiciously look at a doctor when he tells you something that's going to cost you an arm and a leg and think, like, maybe there are better options. Or maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Right? And, uh... I just I think if there was a um, an even an unhealthy level of suspicion against these weirdos, I think that would still be good. It be it would be better than what we are now. Yeah. Um, my clothing closing statement here would be that yes, um, I think that doctors for the most part are trustworthy. Uh, there are definitely some who seem to fall into a uh, bad habit um I, i'm i'm still of the belief that 90 percent of the issues with general medical care in the united states is the result of hospitals and i think there is something to do uh you know there's something that needs to be done about that um but by and large i would i would 
trust a doctor with anything else but COVID at the time because of what recent things have been happening. Um, but yeah, sending it to Cornette. So my closing statement that had to be, I'm not sure if y'all brought it up because y'all use big words and <laughs> Cornette brain stupid, but if you're going to go to a doctor, morality is a factor, right? Trustworthiness is not a general factor. It's an individual factor. Go to a doctor, figure out if you trust him or not. Yeah. Like a family doctor, right? Yeah. Someone like, that you've been around for like years and years and years. My, my family doctor, motherfucker comes to drink with me on Saturdays when I go back home. Hmm. All right. It's, you got to find someone you, you trust as the individual they are, not as their job dictates. Yeah. So. Well said. Well said. Uh, but we're going to go to our first break. Uh, catch us back as we get to the Second Amendment and to what extent does it apply. We'll oh, be that's going to be fun. After this Ooh. break. You're listening to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitch and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Now back to the show with your host, Brandon Cox. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back from the break. Uh, we're diving into our alcohol review. Oh, wow, you can smell it already. Goodness. Today we are trying Crown Royal Apple. Uh, this has been lingering in my freezer for a good couple months here. Um, yes, I'm not sure if, uh, Nathan, have you, you know too much about this? You know, I haven't even had regular Royal Crown before. Okay. okay. So, like, this is, but I do like apple-flavored uh, liquor. Yes, and... uh, well, you'll probably enjoy this. Uh, you may not. It is on the sweeter side. However, uh, it is still enjoyable. Uh, you know it's really danger. You drink the neck out of an angry orchard, <laughs> and then you add a Crown Royal apple to fill it back up. Is that good? And get you loose. <laughs> get you loose. Get you loose. It's actually a very, very good, good, is good it? concoction. Uh, but yes, Crown Royal apple. And it's got like a, good, a really pretty color. A really Just smells pretty smell. like smells like apple candy right there. <laughs> Whoa. Quite nice. That's very sweet. You're right. Yep. Very sweet. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts there? I mean, I don't, I, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. It's not, um, this is in Canada, it, if I'm not mistaken, it is, is, is Royal, um, is it a whiskey? Yes. Yep. Okay. Royal's a whiskey. Okay. The, and it, the regular ones are whiskey, whiskey as yep. well. Okay. So then as far as whiskeys go, it's not, a, I don't think it's the best whiskey, but this does taste pretty good. It does, doesn't it? Um, I still, as a sipping, as a mixer, yeah, and a cocktail. I, I think the... Oh, man, I've got to bring this rye in that I've been drinking uh, recently. Well, you said you found this more citrusy tankuri. We've done that one already. No, I haven't. Oh, the... Um, the uber citrus. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, I do yeah. need to bring that. It's not as good, unfortunately. No? Yeah, no. I think uh, uh, the Rang Pur is actually the best one so far. But, um... Nah, do you any of y'all drink tequila? Yes. All right, a so... A little bit. On Christmas, I went to a party. Cannot be named, in case any higher-ups are listening. <laughs> uh, it's called Tequila Rose. Okay. That shit was amazing all right i don't like tequila because i don't like the taste yeah me neither but tequila rose yo liquid rose my bro liquid rose tasted smelled amazing hey don julio um i don't like the regular stuff but um a a junior nco in korea 
got me hooked on um, this the brown bottle of of uh, Don Julio. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't drink John John Julio. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll have to bring it in. The my liquor knowledge goes from Jack and Crown. That's pretty much it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Better than I almost better than me because like I know you've been drinking longer than me. Uh, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> All that's right, not, that's not folks. a good thing. Hey, you know what? So that does it for the alcohol review. <laughs> we all liked it. <laughs> all right, diving into our next uh, topic of debate, the Second Amendment, and to what extent does it apply? Mm-hmm. Uh, opening statements here. Um, the Second Amendment is an integral part of the Constitution of the United States. Uh, it is written there for a very clear reason. Um, the right for citizens to bear arms um, and to use said arms against a tyrannical tyrannical government. You remove the ability of a people to defend themselves um, and you garner illicit, complete control, i.e., insert example, Australia. Mm. Um, Where KFC smuggling is an actual business model. So, and the notion, but that's my, that's my opening statements as far as that, uh, where it doesn't apply felons, violent criminals don't want those people necessarily having guns or being able to go to a store and buy one, uh, sending it's it to too Nathan. bad. You can't actually like, you know, stop them from getting them. That'd be nice. Very true. Um, I'd like to say that the founding fathers were a bunch of hard assed rum smugglers that had their own ships and cannons. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, magazine firearms already existed uh, by the time that they were at war with, you know, the United, the uh, British Empire. They knew about that shit. They knew these things were yep. in development uh, for, for over, even before, <laughs> even before flintlocks were a, a common technology, all gunsmiths the world over, specifically Europe, had been drooling at the idea of being able to shoot multiple shots with a single firearm. This is why uh, the duckbill pistol and pepper box pistols exist, mm-hmm. right? They were the early attempts to be like, well, it's really hard to reload a weapon. Why don't we just have multiple barrels per weapon? Yep. It, for the longest time since man has had a firearm in his hand, he has wanted to have more than one shot come out of the same device. Of course, it's just better to have one barrel and have multiple shots go through the same barrel because it's a smaller package. But back in the day, you didn't have that option, and it was it was the the it was the primary, you know, cause to innovate. It was like, how do you make it kill more? How do you make it do more things for the same weight and package? So you know. So what is your stance? What extent does it apply? Um, it stops at chemical weapons. Um, no, no farther, right? Because like those are state implements. Um, you wouldn't want, because because for instance, right, a terrorist organization or a lone gunman, yeah, they can they can do some harm, they can do some damage. But um, dude, if you think for a single second that if uh, let me start over, let's say you become a millionaire, right, and you want to buy a fighter jet off of the internet. What what's the likelihood that you're going to be of such, I don't know, a decayed and 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 twisted mind 
that you want to use it to bomb the shit out of your state capital. Right. Are, are you, do you think that's likely someone that has that kind of re those resources and, and the ability to ga gain a, a commercial light or a, a private license and, and to maintain an, uh, equipment like that? Do you think that those people are crazy, crazy? Like, do you think they're going to join ISIS anytime soon? What about you? You think they're going to do that? Well, no, no, you wouldn't expect that because it wouldn't be likely. Yeah, it's, it's possible, but not likely. Mm -hmm. So the chances that a person who has the means to buy a, you know, M112 Paladin, if you could buy such a thing. Mm. Sure. It's kind of crazy that your neighbor has a self-propelled artillery gun, you know, on his driveway. Yeah. <laughs> but like he has to buy the ammo. And he has to buy the powder charges. Mm -hmm. And he has to buy the JP-8 fuel to get it to work. Or engine swap that bitch so it works with regular fuel. I don't know. The list goes on. The, the amount of PMCS bullshit you have to do to keep these things working is, well, it requires a staff. And it requires funds. And it's not free. The Humvees that, like, we drive are shit. So bad. And you, know, and you know what? If, if some, some hoodlum wants to buy one, go for it. Good luck. You're not going to enjoy it mm -mm. for long. You'll enjoy it for a little bit. You're like, oh, yeah. It's a oh, big, this is it's dope. A, it's a cool truck. It really is. And then know? when uh, Monday when PMCS stops, comes by. When it stops working. Right. So that's why I'm not afraid of people like having like military implements. If you want to buy an Abrams, if the government's willing to sell you an Abrams tank and you have the resources to buy it, the chances that you have the resources to run it continuously, even if you are a threat. Good luck. You're not gonna be a threat for long. The the the, the that thing's a that's a thirsty bitch. It yeah. wants fuel and it won't move without it. Mm -hmm. Um, the ammo, even if the government sells you an Abrams, which it won't, it's mm. never gonna sell you the ammunition for that. Shit. Fuck no. You have to make your own. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to put a potato gun in, as a sleeve inside of the main gun. Yeah. You know, and you're gonna have to put like, I don't know, firecrackers inside of the potato. Like the potato, fire that out of the potato gun. Like that's the best you're gonna do. Yeah, uh, you know you're not. The, the the I'm not afraid of my neighbors having surface to air missiles because you're only gonna be able to shoot down a couple airplanes before the government gets you. Okay, right. What are your thoughts as a blanket <laughs> statement? So, Cornette, what are your thoughts? At to what extent does the Second Amendment apply? So, in in the state I grew up in, it's there are no, in my eyes, okay, I don't give a fuck <laughs> what you think. I'm grabbing any weapon I want. I'm going to use whatever weapon I want. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's chemical. <laughs> I don't care if it's dangerous in your eyes. I'm going to have it. And I can respect that. I, yeah. I'm okay with that attitude. So, so but here's, here's the thing. I grew up in a place where... The people who run my state, they want them too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and where I grow up, it's really America, huh, you know? And uh, fuck it, I'm just going to say it. Texas is the only state I th can think of that says, I'm going to own an Abrams mm -hmm. and it's going to fucking work. And I'm about to put this bitch on my border and no one is about to go into my state without my permission. All right. <laughs> and. I just, I think, and it's not the amendment, all right? The amendment's, what is it, 200 years old now? 120, what is it? It's, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's like, 
I mean, we're past the, the bicentennial. Um, yeah, so my, my issue is, it's not the amendment that I agree with. I don't care about it. All right? I don't think anyone should be fucking looking at a piece of paper that was written by people who are long dead and their ancestors, ancestors, ancestors are long fucking dead. I don't care about that. It's more along the principle of, I want a weapon to protect myself mm-hmm. and to protect my neighbor. Who might not have a weapon. Because, by the way, that constitution isn't going to protect you. Your weapons are. You and your weapons are. Right. Right. So, like, there's a a realer sentiment with ammunition than there is with, like, the constitution. So, like, it's fine and all, but it's, like, it's not really the end all. So, a lot of the times, let's let's bring it into some um, arguments that are against guns Mm -hmm. uh, in general. Um, Here we go. um, Which, of course, are just asinine at their face, right? Uh, Oh shit! They are listening to the podcast. Well, we're done. Okay. So, oh, we're drinking and most, po- you're, you're drinking and podcasting. Turn that mic off. Most common one, of course, is if uh, if you make guns illegal, gun related crimes will decrease. Nope. Fucking most common said thing. If you go to Brazil, make guns go to Brazil. illegal. Go to Brazil. Thus, guns crimes will go down no it'll increase this is such a horseshit idea okay it is so goddamn garbage it we, is not we even should an ask our colleagues what gun rights are like for civilians and law-abiding civilians on the island of puerto rico yeah we should really ask this we is, should this is the because thing i so, already know what the answer is but they'll tell us so yeah. here we go right so you have people say that if you just get rid of guns and make them illegal, then thus magically, uh, by virtue of the guns being illegal, then the criminals who are already violating the law and breaking the law will just not have guns. Yeah. Because, you know, the war on drugs, drugs were legal for a hell of a long time. And then, you know, guess what was still a problem? Drugs. Drugs. How did they get hands on drugs if they were illegal? What? It is such a naive and stupid ridiculous way of viewing things mm-hmm. that it shows that you have no idea how the world works if you think that if you make anything illegal it'll just magically disappear you are sorely mistaken okay uh let's take a look at uh some of the things of why you should want guns uh the national rifle association reported in 2013 Studies indicate that firearms are used over 2 million times a year for personal protection and that the presence of a firearm without a shot being fired prevents crime in many instances. Um, Damn. Whoa. Okay. That was... What the fuck? Okay, fair enough. Hmm. Fucking poltergeist. Damn. Your house hates you. So after the mass killing of children at Sandy Hook Elementary in December of 2012, a new... Newtown, Connecticut, Wayne LaPierre, executive vice president and CEO of the NRA, said the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Hey, you want to know why there was never a shooting at my school when I was growing up? What? We had armed security guards. Same. They were at the front door. They were patrolling Mm -hmm. the halls. And uh, no student or no wacko inside or outside of the school ever brought a gun on premises. Another amazing statistic. Gun Owners of America states that armed citizens kill kill at least twice as many criminals as police do every year. 1,527 to 606. Gun Owners of America also said that of the 2.5 million times citizens use their guns to defend themselves every year, the overwhelming majority merely brandish their gun or fire a warning shot to scare off their attackers. Less than 8% of the time, a citizen kills or wounds his or her attacker. Well, so... This is the thing. The people who 
who would look at that statistic and say how tragic are so fucked in the mind, mm -hmm. okay? You are saying that a criminal's life, i.e. someone who is already meaning to cause harm to somebody. They're already breaking the social contract. Already breaking the law is more valuable to society than a law-abiding citizen using a gun to protect it's themselves. It's crazy. It is absolutely mind-boggling. Hey, but... So, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay, so here's, here's a rule in my house when we have our weapons. All right? No matter what, if you... So when you fire an arm, it's not always gonna be lethal. For example, my shotgun back home, my 12 gauge, I have it loaded with birdshot. Second shot, birdshot. And then it's buckshot. Because if he's still coming after me after those two bird shots, he's wanting to kill me. Not just harm me. Yeah. So I'm about to put a fucking 12-inch hole in his mm -hmm. chest. So even when you fire the firearm, it's not you're not trying to kill him. You're trying to stop him. So And uh as 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 I would like to say, uh, I'm pretty sure uh Steven Crowder also says this. No one deserves to die. Right. But, no, I disagree. But but if you are willing to attack somebody and break the law and attack somebody, you lose the, you forfeit your right to live. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring um, a really unfair card here, and like I got both of you, motherfuckers. Yes, I get. I want rapists to die. I want pedophiles yeah. to okay, die. Cool, cool. Yes, we're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was just that was just that was just a quote. I know it was just a quote. It was an unfair. It was unfair, but I wanted to. Um, there's something else I want to say though. Um, first thing about self-defense shootings, the FBI has has every year posted like. Uh, data on this and uh basically the na the national average every year when you add them together the average for uh rounds used in a self-defense scenario is 1.4 shots really it's 1.4 less less than two so the chances mm. of you even getting more than a round off before the situation is diffused pretty unlikely um it or did i say that wrong I said that wrong. The chances of that getting any worse after the first shot, unlikely. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I want to bring up, though, is shooting to maim is going to get you in a lot of trouble. Shoot to kill. Because dead parties can't sue you for something crazy. Not entirely true. The families can. Yeah, but they can. And this is, that's the, also another mind-boggling thing. Uh, uh, that's crazy. My loved one uh, is trying to attack this person and commit a crime. They died at their hands. I'm going to sue the person. Yeah, the, America's fucked. I what? <laughs> like, fucked. I'm sorry, but you lost that battle. I want an America where you would lose that battle immediately. Hey, you want to hear a bad argument against guns? Go ahead. Because I have a good answer for it. So there's a typical narrative going around that founding fathers could have only imagined single shot weaponry. Right. Okay. So we can prove not only that's not true. Magazine weapon ha weapons had already existed uh, well before the founding fathers even got the inkling and notions of you know. Uh, self-determination mm -hmm. but um i got a better one for you you remember a name cody wilson no okay. cody wilson uh invented the f or printed the first uh printable firearm single shot 22 uh short not even a regular 22 the the half size ones mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the shorts okay he made a single shot plastic pistol that could shoot a 22 short and the entire establishment lost their fucking mind that he he was breaking the itar he was breaking international arms trade agreements and embargoes so the government shut him down there they're like you can't have that shit on your website you can't have it downloadable and so then it all went on pirate bay of course but so so the thing is when 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 liberals say 
oh yeah, single shot weapons, I'm okay with that. That's fine. You know, muskets, you know, break action shotguns with one barrel, maybe <laughs> two barrels, you know, shit like that. We're going to reload everything manually. There's no mechanism to reload. Let me tell you something. This little pistol, you had to unscrew the barrel from the frame of the weapon. Use your fingernail to dig out the shell, put a new one in, and then screw it back on. Fucking load, put put a load back on the fucking hammer, and then point it at your target and shoot it again. Okay, that's a single shot weapon in Whereas, every way. It's slower than in some ways a lot of flintlock pistols. And I want the world where you can unload five rounds into the but, torso of a but, fucking bastard who's trying to hurt you or but, your family. But, but here's mm -hmm. the here's the deal: they still didn't like it. They didn't like that single shot weapon. And it's not because it was a single shot weapon. That wasn't the problem. It's never been about how many, how much your capacity has been. It was how easy to make it. It's, it's the ease of access to the weapon. Yep. They don't want people with weapons. They've never yes. wanted people with weapons. You, it's always been about control. Yes. It's not been about regulating a certain part of the weapon. It's not about regulating the amount of power your weapon what has. Is, it's about the fact you even have a weapon. What is the one thing... That is a beautiful deterrent for a government to to not be tyr tyrannical. If they're all armed, everyone's armed. If the public is armed, that is a massive, massive thing that says, "Hey, don't fuck around." I, for for a couple of years now, I've had this idea swimming in my head that I should learn how to use Blender or like some other three D uh, slicing software, mm -hmm. and I want to design a completely three D printable match lock pistol, uh, rifle. I want it to be all plastic, no metal components. I want you to have a match in hand and it should be a 50 caliber, you know, round ball shot. I think that'd be the greatest shit ever because it would be the oldest firearms technology possible with the newest methods of manufacturing that weapon possible. And you know what? Liberals still wouldn't like that either. They wouldn't like it. No, they want zero guns anywhere because that is where they can have the most control. And the most zero guns outside of their control. They're okay with the police and the military having it if the police, you know, bend the knee yeah. or if the military stays yeah. loyal to the regime. They don't want the public to have the They're fine and it's with amazing that. how they have the public who is obviously ignorant to these things of why the second amendment is so important. Not only on a on a level of being able to defend you and your fellow man and your family, right? But Jesus Christ, but your ability to defend against tyranny, the ability, the ability to defend against a government that is say losing their mind and turning into, you know, Australia, for example, which is not a pleasant place to live. Or New Zealand. Look at what was happening in, in Australia during their lockdowns, full, Martial law equivalent shit, okay? Mm -hmm. all, for a, all for a thing that is fucking so insignificant of a problem that, you know, the best that they can do was to go out on the street and march and protest. Mm -hmm. The thing that all this will stop, all this COVID shit in the United States will stop when people stand up and say, no, stop it. Yeah. And then because we have the Second Amendment and they know that... Could We're you, not going to listen to you. Could you have imagined how much different this world would be if the January 6th pro protesters and demonstrators were all armed and they were violent? Could you imagine? Oh, how many that would be an actual insurrection. Could, could you imagine if they had actually shot members of Congress 
and and slaughtered the DC police. That would be an and, actual and insurrection. Fired upon the the National Guard. You want to know something? That would actually scare the shit out of the government. And they're glad no one had guns yeah. there because you know what? They might have actually done a little damage. Yeah. Instead, they broke. A, they, what, they broke windows mm-hmm. and a couple doors. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Stole a computer. Damn. They also broke the gate. Oh shit. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, thank God we're paying for that shit. Yeah. Oh, darn. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Second Amendment applies. It's it's one of those things that separated us from any other country uh, in the world, is our ability to have firearms and retain them, and that's why we can have uh, the freedom of speech, which is uh, one of the topics here that we'll be actually talking about. It, But it, it protects us from a dictatorship. It protects us from tyranny of a government and the government knows that that's why you have the major political left being like no we have to ban guns because we have to paint this picture of madmen going around killing everybody and just putting inside your head that if we get rid of guns and make them legal they'll just disappear which is such fucking horseshit it is hilarious to me two things first thing because of the amount of firearms present in the public uh, this forces governments to use soft power techniques through corporate means. So like if they want to get you to comply to do something, they're forced to say use COVID man- shot mandates to get you fired for your, you know, opinions or whatever instead of like actually like making you disappear with a secret state police, mm-hmm. right? That shit was possible in the Soviet Union because a lot of people couldn't have firearms when, you know, during the Civil War if you were not in the Red Army, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, if I was going to rewrite the Constitution just for shits and giggles, <laughs> uh, I would actually make the First and Second Amendment, I would combine them, right? I think those things are like, they're not exclusive. They're like tied to the hip. Yep. Your ability to speak freely is as important and related to the fact of, like to you being able to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And having weapons protects you from people trying to marginalize your voice. Yeah, and then your voice also protects you from people trying to marginalize your ability to defend yourself. I I don't see them as separate issues anymore. I think they're the same fucking thing. I would make the first and second amendment the first amendment. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, there was not much disagreement here <laughs> in, no. in this. Uh, in this, we thought that there would be, but there there really isn't. Um, all in all, the Second Amendment is an intrinsic value mm-hmm. to the American people. It's what protects us from tyranny and a dictatorship. You remove that and you turn to places like Australia where there was a mandatory gun buyback. And if you didn't, then you are immediately a criminal um, and you know, shit like that. We have things like the ATF, which are just designed to come and take your weapon. There's no other fucking way to interpret that. Mm-hmm. Law-abiding citizens, you want to disarm law-abiding citizens and let criminals run rampant with guns because apparently you think that your laws are magic. Uh, fucking see example, the war on drugs, drug war. You fucking failed, okay? It was a massive failure. It's plain and simple. I don't know. Every time, I don't know why we are under this every, delusion. Every time a conservative pundit goes on TV and says, "Hey, it might be a good idea to ban porn," which I'm I'm partial to, um, the shit libs come out of the woodwork and say, "No, prohibition didn't stop people from drinking." Oh, okay, cool. So why do you think it's going to stop guns? 
right? Yeah, and then the fucking dot if, exe if, comes if in like not responding. Me, if you're going to force me to be ideologically consistent, I'm, I need you to yeah. do the same. But yeah. but see, that's not how power works, exactly. right? Exactly. The the will to power is so strong with them. It's just like it doesn't matter. It it, it, they, just, it just has there's to sound no good. there's no accountability. Yeah. They have no. no. No one is keeping them to that standard, and instead they have a huge, massive public that just goes, "Yep, that makes sense to me," and they just fucking run with it. But we're gonna go on and move on to the next topic, which has some more probably better uh, value yeah. as far as discussion. We'll probably get some real disagreement here. Um, should religion have any place in government? Fuck no. I say it has yes more, and no. It has more place in government than science. Oh, okay. And I know that's going to be a bit of a controversy. Okay, so me and you right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So you think it has more place than science, right? Yeah. All right. And here's why that's wrong. Okay. <laughs> when you bring in religion into a government that has control over the state or, sorry, country. Mm -hmm. Now, for example, me as Nordic paganism. Mm -hmm. No one in Congress right now is Nordic paganism. I know. Yeah. They're all, I believe they're all mostly Christian, right? I believe there's like two or three that yeah, are. Christian, Catholic, uh, fucking, is, uh, fucking, what is it? Uh, Muslim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you bring that into perspective, I'm not represented. I'm not represented. Yeah. All right. So they're going to make rules. They're going to pass regulations, laws, bills, all that, that apply to their religion, not mine. Yeah. So it's kind of leaving me out of the state I live in, the country I live in. Mm -hmm. It's leaving me out. I don't feel like I'm home anymore. So you're you're taking the experience of like the American way of life, which is wholly unique here, um, as far as like everything else in the world. Um, you can make comparisons to a lot of former empires that are no longer with us because they were all multicultural at the end stage of their lives um, as an organism, so to speak. But. Um, in the current day and age, America is wholly unique right now in that we're as multicultural as we are. And uh, it's very uh, disharmonious, to say the least. So the problem you're talking about, yeah, you're totally right. Uh, it wouldn't be exactly fair if, say, a Christian the uh, theocratic you know, government took place and, mm -hmm. and was like, you know what? We're just going to use Christian standards and morals and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, I see what you're saying. It would be unfair for you and Muslims and Jews and whatever. Um, but... Uh, that it would not be consistent for me as a Christian to be like, you know what? I'm okay with Muslims ruling over me because mm, I'm not because I'm Christian, right? right. That, that, that wouldn't be consistent and that wouldn't even be true. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm biased and I'm okay with that. And um, the thing is, even if it was a, a theonomous state that took power tomorrow, right? Sure, you're going to be left out of a out in the cold, at least from a level of you're not represented in the government. But um, I guarantee you, you have more in common with uh, me than you do with uh, some Sikhs, right? Yeah. So if some Sikhs took power, you wouldn't like that either. Um, well, to be honest, they okay. they don't. So, yeah, it's so. it's very different, right? Southeast Asian, you know, religions are not like Norse traditions that's and that's and, true. And, and, and here's another thing uh this is going to be a little bit of a tangent but um for me and the circles that i frequent and you guys know what i'm kind of talking about here i am constantly running into neo-pagans uh from both um southern europe and northern europe traditions and i have zero problems i have less problems with them than i do with protestants 
Okay. And and I'm going to parse this as, as cleanly as I can without, like, you know, making the podcast not safe for work. But, like, in the circles I frequent, like, you know, Christian, you know, togetherness is, is really something I really want to work for. Mm-hmm. But, like, Protestants are so fucking dumb. And I hate that shit. <laughs> right? And I'm speaking as a former Protestant, so, like, get fucked. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I, I find myself aligning ideologically speaking from like on social issues especially with pagans more often than protestants and i'm fine with that because two reasons one there's some really important shit that needs to be worked out in the next hundred years minimum and like i can't really pretend that i I have a choice of of fellow travelers but the second thing is if and don't be offended if 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 pagans if neo-pagans are anything like their their ancestors the old pagans y'all are just going to come to church later anyway and i'm fine with that and to be honest the church and and hold on i I know that was a dig but here's here's some faint praise and non non non-damning faint praise at that the church will be better off when you get back there anyway because you people will be so much more violent and prepared and capable than Protestants ever would be. The fact is, if when when you guys do come back into the fold, <laughs> holy shit, you're gonna fix a lot of problems in the church. I, I'm telling you straight up, in the next 50 years minimum, if there's like a, and I hate using the word revival because Protestants use it all the time and it's always fake and gay, but if there's a a neo pagan <laughs> revival into the church, you're gonna fix a lot of our gay shit real fast. All right, so. Okay. Sorry for the tangent. No, you're good. You're good. So, I don't know how it is in Christian or in churches, really. I'm, I've never I've visited a few because I was forced to by my parents, but I didn't pay attention. I don't know what the issue is. So, can you can you enlighten the issue to me? Which one? Uh, how we're what we're gonna fix specifically? Oh, that's not. That's not podcast safe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Now. okay Too okay, easy. Good, good. Too easy. So, so in that sense, I see a lot more people that are in line and in tune with what I have issues with mm-hmm. from the, the the pagan community. Right. Um, the only thing we disagree about is religion, and to be honest, the fact that we share this one common struggle and issue with the modern world um, is more than enough for me to be like, I don't care. So. You're, you're right, because when I made friends with you, the only difference between me and you are the religion we have. Pretty much. Only difference. Great friends. Mm-hmm. Fucking love hanging out together. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, we know an NCO who also, uh, he, he's the one that wears the, the band on his left arm. Uh, he's also Morse Pagan. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and he's, and it's the same thing with him. Like, like there's only some little disagreements on some stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, in the next five years, you're going to be like me. I can tell. Like, I, I know exactly where he's going to be because he's talked like people I used to know. And then five years later, they were kind of where I was five years from then. Are you talking about where you are in religion? Uh, or personal social life? issues. Social issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's just, there's a common denominator I haven't been able to suss out yet between, like, what is it that we share in that sense? And it's like, you know, I, I just don't, I'm not worried about it. I literally think... Norse pagans specifically are going to do so much good for Christianity by the time like most of Protestantism is like fucking well in its own grave. It's just going to be 
it's hard to describe because it hasn't happened yet, right? Right. And I can't tell the future. But, so... All right, going back to the actual topic. Okay, yeah, my bad, so, my bad. going back to... No, you helped me. You helped <laughs> me with that whole thing. So, going back to your talk, I said absolutely not, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, there are some really... How do you say? Uh, radical? Yeah. Yeah? And I'm definitely one of them, by the way. <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. I'm a... I'm a recent religious believer. I used to not believe in anything. Mm. I changed recently in AIT. Wow. So, uh, go ahead. What what uh what changed your mind? I'm curious. What all right? Were you so, agnostic or atheist at the time? I was uh, nothing. Didn't believe in anything. Atheist. Atheist. Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so what changed your mind? What 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 led you to believe in higher power? So it's it's not a grand story. It, it, it doesn't have to be. I just want to know. I was. It was uh. It was two, uh, Tuesday in AIT, and we were doing some drills out in front of the fucking uh, CQ because one of our guys fucked up, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, one guy fucks up, we all get fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there pushing, and I was like, man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. And I just started getting madder and madder and madder and madder. And it got to the point where all of a sudden, I don't know why. It was probably because I played Smite two hours before this happened. I don't know. And I played Thor, and I kicked ass, and I was like... Fucking fuck this shit for the love of Thor. Someone help me. <laughs> and immediately when I said that, no joke. Oh my god. Immediately when I said that, the drill sergeant said, "All right, get up. You'll have the rest Yo! of the day off." <laughs> he got us up and he's like, "All right, the rest of the day, y'all are off. Y'all ain't doing anything." That's awesome, dude. We didn't have uh, class that day because COVID got pretty bad. Mm. And after that, I was like, "Whoa!" And then a few days later, I just started you know doing basic things i started doing some research figured out what our prayers are what our things are and i was like okay and i started doing prayers and stuff and just you know not not like going to church and like, oh, no. right right but you know just like oh cool that's pretty neat and throughout that entire week i had the best time in ait i ever had <laughs> i had the best time and that's what changed my mind that's and, interesting and what's crazy is before i was religious i was like nothing that simple is going to change my mind there's no way. That's awesome. And guess what happened? Something as simple as fucking not having to do work anymore. Took me. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> praise fucking God. And it was. You know, that's fine. I like that story. That's great. Mm -hmm. I. There was something. Something similar. That reminded me of a story of a friend of mine. But like, I'm. I'm forgetting all the important details, but. Drawing back to the the question the most major question right religion having any place in government this is um it's very interesting because you look at our forefathers who were mostly deist uh realistically actually mm -hmm. they were mostly deist they weren't uh christian or protestant or mm -hmm. you know anything like right. that they were mostly deist much like how some of the greatest minds of science were most of the you know classical senses of of um, until recently most scientists have been religious yes uh were mostly deist fact. right yeah. um which was a very common thing in the both the scientific community as well as government in general um mm -hmm. i think uh religion has a great way of uh making camaraderie right um it definitely can bring people together um I don't find there to be a place in it necessarily for the United States, uh, mostly because we are far too 
not homogenous enough yeah right it, it's uh, not it doesn't it wouldn't work in america much and how, america will have to balkanize before that's possible in much small regions much how you two were saying how it was um it wouldn't be fair for party other parties involved which is absolutely true mm -hmm. however i think there are some general morality things that are are inherent with christianity and the moral teachings of the bible for example for example i'm by the way for those of you who don't know on the podcast i'm actually deist um, I believe that God created the universe and just left it the fuck alone. I don't think he plays any active part in the universe, but that's neither here nor there. The idea of having a Bible, the Bible, not necessarily being a verbatim thing of how the universe came about, but more or less as a guiding way of how one should have their morals. These are generally still accepted. I mean, these are very, very widely held morals um, in United States culture, um, and mostly because they make sense. You should not rape. You shall not, you know, uh, murder. Steal. Do no, not steal. Don't steal. You know, these are very basic things that most humans uh, uh, can agree upon. Like, wow, these are all really shitty things to do to other people. Uh, we should keep these. So whether or not religion in that sense has a active part, uh, it definitely does, right? The moralities of religions, mostly Christianity in our Westerns, Western sphere of life, definitely do play uh, a factor there is also the the idea of separation of church and state um and i could see why people uh have this thing and i can see it being mostly noticeable in courts where you swear upon the bible um you know this is marketed due to tradition and stuff like that uh, i think that's understandable However, that could slowly begin to phase out unless you wish to request that such thing. Um, I don't think that should necessarily be a requirement, and I, I don't think I don't think it is a requirement actually. Um, but in in our current society, in our culture, where we are not homogenous, so we do not all share the same ideolo ideologies. It is very very difficult, and you're you're bound to get some dissent out of the general public. Mm -hmm. um, granted, the vast majority of the United States is in fact Christian or Catholic. Uh, I do not know the exact statistics on there, but they are definitely majority Catholic or Christian. And, you know, it stands the testament of what America is, really, where we do take that freedom of religion seriously. And everyone has a inalienable right to express themselves in that regard of religion, right? Um, you know, we have people in our government who are not necessarily Christian or Catholic. There are Muslim participants and other religions. And I think that's that's fine. That's great. However, there needs to be a very keen distinction. You know, if, if somebody from the Middle East uh, is bringing over the idea of uh, Sharia law, you know, that has some very massive, massive things that go along with that. Very massive things, mostly affecting women. Um, and, you know, those are things that will just simply not stand in America. America definitely has very, very clear Christian morals. Um, and those are, are slowly being chipped away at they really are with a jackhammer they are really being chipped away um by particular parties um with other motives uh in play i do not think that uh those it's done on accident yeah uh, yeah it's definitely not done on accident It's definitely by a clear motive to destabilize the foundations of america that were built upon to quote unquote rebuild um in this strange new image. strange new image that um is exactly that it's just strange I have, question. Um, I have a question for you back to the the main topic so you're kind of like you prefer an even-handed approach to this 
Yeah, so, so I think... So so here's a question. What part of sciences, and, and I don't want you to give me the answer, it's just because like Christianity has been such a big part of the Western canon for so long. Besides that, is there anything inherent in science that gives morality? Um, not particularly. Mm. Um, there would be morality in the idea of certain things in life and the United States should be illegal. Do you, do you think there's anything um, in science that like inherently describes a moral framework? You're going to have to tell me what moral framework means. Like, like, um, you know, the difference between right and wrong and what you should and shouldn't do to live a good life. That sort of thing. In science, absolutely not. So, so this is the thing though, uh, in that regard, uh, whether or not you can, the way to live a good life. No, science does not necessarily dictate that science is more or less objective truths, i.e. man woman baby right. objective truths right well, not um, anymore <laughs> objective truths those are the <laughs> science that i adhere to um so yes there is definitely characterizations of right and wrong as well as processes that you go about getting to those conclusions whether or not something is right or wrong um and it, science is more or less on a logical front rather than a spiritual religious and science social. doesn't and social science doesn't necessarily focus on the morality of things or the um social impacts of things uh science is mostly garnered at collecting information unbiased information that is objectively true and experimentally proven um and that can do quite a few things um in america uh, i think a, a proper blend of the of the two science as well as holding on to the christian moral code which we've all lived with our entire life um as well as and this is the very keen distinction is we should not i don't think that you know before every congressional you know congregation there should be a prayer right no no no, no. that that shouldn't be a thing right because then you're really kind of homing in on the you know religion being a focus in 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 your government but the idea that we can have the religious Christian morals that we use to dictate how people should act with one another, what our intrinsic values are as a nation, and using science and the methods that science provides to get to conclusions and find out what is the root cause of an issue, and not focusing on emotional parts of arguments, would ultimately lead to a better society. Hey, do you think... And this is just really just for you. Do you think it would be beneficial to have an assigned chaplain of some kind with every single Congress critter where they can say, suss out and say, you know, you're kind of becoming a bit of an unethical prick. I'm just going to let your peers know about this. And like if their peers took that seriously, they'd be like, hmm, interesting. We might just throw you out. My, like, uh, my general opinion on Congress is the entire... It's it's filthy now, but like the entire in, in current a, congressional staff should be removed, and a whole new revote should be happening with, you know, congressional term limits, et cetera, et cetera. But um, right, right. I think that would do some some, some sort some of good. good. Um, I think there should also be a more intrinsic look at. I mean, this is this is the biggest thing too. Is um, we have kind of relinquished so much power. Um, we. We don't have a say. We don't have a say in anything that is being passed. No senator uh, is really listening to their constituents. They do what the fuck they want. They pass what bills they want because there's some sort of deal. If you pass this bill, we'll pass this bill. It's it's very toxic. It's, it's 
not conducive to productivity or what's better for America. And we see that in recent times. We see that with the trillions of dollars being sent overseas that have nothing to do with the United States whatsoever. Um, and whether or not religion or science would fix that, I'm not saying no. It's it's a fundamental issue with with people in the government that are that have the things that they have. They know that they'll never have to worry about what the average minimum wage is in the United States. Asshole. Oh. I sounded really different with these headphones on. Yeah. They they know that they'll never have to worry about those things. Um so there's a there's an intention and a motive to not do anything. Um but science or, you know, religion won't necessarily fix that. Um religion, I suppose, you know, caring for thy neighbor, you know, uh, I guess would would sort of fix that. Um, but of course, people, and especially these people in Congress currently get drunk with power and where they lose themselves. Um, so that's a it's a very big issue. Um, but yes, I digress with that topic. Um, anything else? Any other questions? Anything, anything else you want to add? Um, moving forward, we now have the idea of human cloning should be legalized. Mm. Um, fuck no. Yeah, no way, dude. Fuck no. No, 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 no. Mm. No. Why not? So. Is it a real person? Looking looking at the idea not, of. I'm not about to make an argument like that. I'm about to make another <laughs> argument that once you yeah, want human cloning. Looking, uh, looking at this this way, right? So it's, it's more or less a question of what method are we using to get to this human being, right? Are we creating this cloned child in a vat right irrespective of parental units are we simply taking um this child and normally gestating it in a woman right um in both cases the answer should be no um there is something to be said about uh also what is the intention necessarily why would you just clone something for no reason there has to be an intention no there's a reason i can give you several there's there there has to be a reason i'm not comfortable with this oh they're not sexual there has to be a reason for for said um what why okay cornet why would you what do you think cloning would be even used for so cloning would use and they're not the first one i'm about to make isn't a good reason because i like working too much they will be used to do labor holy that no one else wants shit. to. Shit, slave labor, holy. And it wouldn't fuck. be slave because they wouldn't be considered humans. Dude, I don't like that. And oof. Here's another one. There is no limit to how many bodies we can send to the front lines. I figured that was going to come up too. Because I don't know about you, but being in the army, I'm terrified of having to go to the front lines. You know what? Neoliberalism would be evil enough to do this. It would totally do this. And those are not the only things. I mean, for example, you can, cl- for example, Imagine what we could have done if we could have cloned Einstein. I mean, there's arguments to how that would not be the same. Uh, oh, he wouldn't be the same person. But if we clone him exactly the same, it, it, if a lot of right. a lot are of, we arguing that this cloning is going to be? Oh uh, no, just making a copy. There's just, nothing to say that this person will have the same intrinsic values or morals or abilities because so, a lot of that and what the most majority of science dictates is that. A lot of people's abilities or are throughout time are dictated by the experiences that they have growing up. Um, so yeah, making a clone I, I, of Einstein I'm, I'm gonna be with, is not conducive to. I, I'm going to be with Cornet on this one. There's a high degree of probability that you would have m- more than enough. You would get a you would get a couple actual Einsteins 
but you wouldn't get a whole you wouldn't get every single one because again nature versus nurture i fall in the nature side of the house but like you would get a couple well i mean then it's another question of how are would, we making would, these clones you would how are we making these clones? so your your reasoning is whether or not the process of making these clones are ethical and moral uh i think either situation is not good yeah, they're, both, not they're both bad. Because okay. then we are categorizing whether or not something is human. Dude, do these people even have souls? Like, like that's not even that's not even a mean question. We are categorizing so whether or not something souls don't exist. Validates. I disagree. We, the issue disagree? with that is, you know, we are we are. Do they have the same rights as humans? Well, yes, they are human. Mm -hmm. Humans, human rights apply to humans. So the my biggest thing is what is the motive behind cloning humans? It would definitely Why? be what you mentioned. It would it would definitely be for the benefit of having a number of bodies that in it's their just creating, heads, it's creating a slavery which violates human rights. Right, not, but if they're not no, human, like Cornette said, I can tell you right now, if we ever do clone, regardless of whether or not the method is right or not, if we do make clones, the moment they come out. They are not going to be considered human. Nope. They are not going to be considered anything but tools. For example, uh, if I work in a shop, all right, I'll go in and I'll be assigned a clone to hold my tools, to fetch my tools, to go do basic things that a clone with minimal brain activity could do. So it's... Which is terrible. Dude, Which me, is terrible. I said it once. I'll say it again. Neoliberalism would be evil enough to do this. Yes. Yes. Corporations and the government um, would conspire to do this if they could get away with it or if they thought they could get away with it. It's something I don't want to see ever. Uh, that clone mean, animals, that probably, that's fine. Probably means you're going to see it so next what's, year. What, why, why is it fine to clone animals? They're not humans. And they don't have souls. They're not humans. Neither do humans. I, I, don't <laughs> care about, I don't care about animals the same way as I care about humans. Yeah. Right? It's Okay. They are... Okay not human it's very simple i mean the the idea that a clone which is every part of its dna is human and we would rationalize the ability to treat them any different than anybody else is crazy or using them in any other method besides just being a human like it's also mind-boggling um and there's also the moral statute with the idea of you know um creating babies in vats it's just the idea of mother and parent M parents right it is a bond that is developed the mother has the power the the sheer power of a mother and child bond is incredible because of the process that has gone through they are carried for nine months on average and then born through a process that is very traumatic right and then you get rid of all of that and just have a baby that shows up like hey you get a call from the cloning facility hey your baby's done do you have that love? Would that would those parents have the same love that they would from a child born in the natural way? I think of they would. Of course not. I, I, I think no, they there would. No, there are studies. There are studies. Yeah. Surrogate motherhood. Yo, even even Where adopted someone, kids, dude, the amount of like abuse that they go through, like, and I mean like in the sense of yep. they're not loved the same way, and I would consider it abuse just just on the face of it, dude. The amount of like, no, no the, way. The the. Mm -mm the statistics behind surrogate motherhood the surrogate mother has far more of a bond with that child mm -hmm. who she was just hired to gestate and hold and carry than the mother would naturally 
It is a statistical fact. So let's... let's and be, put, that's because of human nature and because of evolution where we are we are made to be a... have a bond with things and the offspring that we make. It is an intrinsic bond because if a creature is designed to not give a fuck about their offspring, much like the panda... Look at the fucking panda, how close it was to extinction, because have you seen how pandas react with their children? Blase, don't give a fuck. They would happily trade a piece of fucking bamboo for their child, and they do it often. Those motherfuckers were doomed to go extinct, except for, uh, you know, humans like to play God, and we save them, right? For no fucking reason, just because they're cool to look at, I guess. They're cute. Right? Whatever. Now put that to a human. I want a mother and a father who have this innate instinctual desire to protect this little child with their life. You're not going to get that with a fucking vat cloning facility born baby. It's just not happening. So my question Psych is psychology, current psychology, as well as any modern science agrees that a mother and child bond that has developed naturally is fucking strong. So you're... So what is the difference between a vat-grown baby and the fact that, let's say, a woman and the husband cannot, or boyfriend, cannot have a kid. So they do what's called, hey, can you have the kid for me? Surrogate motherhood. But she's not in control of the baby anymore. It's right. those two parents. And I think it's still a shitty situation. It's bad. Yeah, it's yeah bad. but I have seen it. I have heard of it. That mother, that's not really the mother, mm -hmm. has a lot of love to give that kid. No, they right. do. They do. Sure. But that's the best case scenario. That's the best case scenario. She wanted that kid, but it's nowhere near the so kind of bond you get. If that's the best get. case scenario, why are y'all making this fat baby out to be in the worst case scenario every time? Because it it'll, is the idea. It'll, it'll be it, industry. It is, it'll I'm be looking, industrialized. I am looking at the idea of the child, looking at the perspective of a child. They're not going to have a parent. They're not a parent, parent as in the traditional sense, as something that is the uh, uh, another being that is there to t take care of you and the instinctual bond. Yes, they will have biological parents, as in this is where the DNAs came from, right? But they are not going to be born into the world and be put into the mother's arm. They're in a fucking vat. They're in a fucking tub, and they're like, all right, you're done, like a fucking hot pocket, like that. It sounds like hell to me. Being Imagine being born and not having any parents in the most strictest of sense. It's like, oh, well, I just woke up one day imagine, and I was in a tub. Imagine that they, we come to a point where this is happening and we're, you know, cloning and making kids out of, you know, fucking, you know, uh, you know, industrial farms. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get to the point where, where genetic science has got to a point where you can like finely tune customize all, all, your all kid. that shit. Uh, we, we're there now. No, no, get this. Think of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out this nightmare scenario, and I haven't even thought about this for more than five minutes. Imagine a future where that's possible, and then they're like, you know what? Why don't we just reduce cognitive functions to like just being able to do manual labor? They'll be fine being just manual labor drones, and that's it. Yeah, ethical nightmare. It's it's a fucking ethical old nightmare, fuck. dystopian fucking nightmare. Dude, they're not gonna want people to reproduce. You're yep. gonna you need a license to reproduce. Yep. And then the government will be like, oh, we're losing population. It's That's hell. fine. We'll be more productive by getting hell. more batches of kids uh next year. Hell. <sighs> Actual hell that I hope I never see in this world. Yeah, you, know, you thought it was bad enough that they were just trying to bring in like, you know, 
literally anyone else from around the planet to like replace their populations. No, no, no. We're just going to make, we're going to make clones of people and they're not going to have rights. Immigrants get oh, rights. Oh shit. You know what we for, we, we skipped a topic. Yeah, no, I was wondering. We'll, we'll was, go back to that. I was wondering why you did that. Yeah. Um, should the death penalty be usual? What do you mean by usual? Should that be a thing that's still going on? For like crimes that dictate the death penalty? Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Honestly, that the fact that this can even be a broachable topic of of debate and conversation on a low level podcast is sad. That we should even be able to talk about it like it could be controversial to have any opinion on it. It's pretty sad. So a vast majority and of course the the support for the death penalty has kind of dwindled over time yeah it is very drastically um you have the amount of executions that occurred in the united states of america uh since 1976 is 1540 uh death row exonerations i.e that they were you know it's not necessarily forgiven but it came out that oh they did not do this so we're going to take you off of death row Mm -hmm. 186 a 2010 poll by Lake Research Partners says that 61% of participants in the survey would choose a punishment other than the death penalty. Um, from PewResearch.org, 6 in 10 U.S. adults enormously or somewhat favor uh, the death penalty. So, uh, of course, whenever uh, it was necessarily clear when that research was taken, um, uh, Pew Research, actually, you know, it's right here. Uh, this is 2021, actually. Um, so 2021 is when this was written. Um, so six in 10 adults strongly or somewhat favor the death penalty for convicted murderers. Okay. So this has gone up from that 2010 survey where it was 60% against, uh, um, you know, the death penalty and they would choose any other possible punishment. Mm -hmm. So six in 10 us adults, 60% in another word, uh, way of saying that are four the death penalty uh, for convicted murders. Um, a majority of Americans have concerns about the fairness of the death penalty and whether or not it serves as a, as a deterrent against serious crime. And the research say um, that it actually saw, it does not provide any deterrent. Uh, murderers, surprisingly, will still murder regardless of you know what kind of publish, uh, what kind of punishments they will face. Um, the death penalty does no nothing really in as a deterrent you know it does if your would-be victim would have a gun i think that would be a better deterrent than the, be- the death, death penalty. penalty as it is done to, in today in america now yeah because there's so many ways out of it but if it was a if, if the judge could just like be oh next the uh, sentence is death pull out a glock shot that bitch um, right there on the stand what i also what see as a the judge and the executioner what i also see I'm as an issue that. what i also see as an issue right now is uh the time the average time between sentencing and execution, right? Yeah. So the waiting period of actually on yeah. death row. It's almost like the consequence doesn't even exist. In 1984, the average wait time was six years. In 2019, it was 22 years. Yeah. Waiting yeah. in prison, yeah. uh, basically sucking up money yep. to sustain your ass for 22 years while you are convicted like, wh- of murder. While the government decided whether or not they were really yeah. going to kill you. See, no one actually believes in the death penalty, as in... No criminal feels like it's really that that it's not a big specter looming over them. That's part of the problem. 
It's too easy to get out, and it's too easy to sit on your ass before it happens. The views of the death penalty also vary greatly depending on religious affiliation. Of course. Um, so around two-thirds of Protestants in the United States, 66 favor, uh, 66% favor capital punishment, though support is much higher among white evangelical Protestants, 75%, and white non-evangelical pre- uh, Protestants, 73%. Um, than it is amongst black uh, Protestants. That that, that is a massive surprise. I would have not imagined Protestants would have ever done anything that ballsy. Um, Good on you. Good on you. So, yeah, they are very interesting. Um, Annual executions are far below their peak level, so we're killing less and less people on death row every year. Right. Um, uh, You know, a majority of states actually have the death penalty, but far fewer use it regularly. It's very uncommon to be used um and my thing is is it it comes down to this biggest issue for me what if you get it wrong sure that's a major consideration for me is what if you get it wrong and you end up killing a innocent person here's something i'd like to say what if you could raise the the minimum requirements to say, okay, it's so beyond reasonable doubt that now you can allow yes. the death sentence. If it, if you can't say, so here's the thing, like you, if, even if the jury says this guy's guilty, I think the judge should be able to be able to say, you know what? Sure. He's probably guilty, but it's like, I'm not convinced. So I'm the final say about the death sentence. Sure. The prosecution may have been going for it, but since I'm not convinced and it could be wrong, um, I'm going to say life in prison. If there's new evidence, then, you know, that's too bad, but whatever. Yeah. You, you missed your chance. But but as far as, like, if the judge is convinced and the jury's convinced and the governor's okay with it, yeah. boom. If all three par- if all three of those parties can agree, yeah, beyond reasonable doubt, I- I'd say at that point, if a governor's career is on the line, if a judge is willing to really think about things thoroughly without any political, you know, um, uh, considerations at all, which isn't always the case. Yeah, I think but, that's. But in, in an ideal situation, ideal world, pie in the sky. Yeah. I think that would be fine. That's better. If, if yeah. you could, if, if it's because the if, standard is now beyond a reasonable doubt, but the idea of sentencing someone to death yeah. is beyond a reasonable doubt plus plus yeah, where you have to be so fucking sure yeah. that any slightest doubt in a juror's mind would ex nay that entire thing mm-hmm. yeah, it, you know it, yeah exactly uh, that's a great way of balancing it uh in but my I think, mind i think it should be more common but it should be in, in in my mind uh if a convicted murderer um is there uh yeah fucking kill him mm-hmm. or Min- her minimum that's a possibility here's the too. thing mm-hmm. yeah uh, people that rape other people like beyond reasonable doubt beyond beyond reasonable doubt should be castrated yeah i'm fine rapists, with that too rapists and child rapists and pedophiles should be castrated <clears throat> personally i like the idea of using them as like target practice like and i mean this unironically i think the government should be like you know what we need some live fire practice for hey, like the infantry fucking i don't know about y'all but teach us how to kill with a fucking pedophile exactly. right <laughs> hey yeah, the, um, i want you they my fucking drill sergeant hands me a knife and this motherfucker's tied to a pole yo go slit his throat yo the, that that dude raped a kid yeah and It'll teach us how to fucking mm-hmm. deal with ending a life. It'll definitely get a lot of people to be like, I don't want to be in the army anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this right. was a mistake. I thought this was summer camp. Instead of that bridge of this is your last chance. Don't, don't get on the bus. It's kill this man or you're not joining the army. Kill this dude right now. Do it stupid. So we have, <laughs> that's going to be it for the, should the death penalty be used 
right after the break, we're going to get back into some more debate topics. The next one being sex work should be legal. <laughs> Catch us right back after oh, the break. I have All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. Next topic is should sex work be legal? Nope. Yes or no? No. Nope. I can't hear you. Big, big no. Big no. Okay. And then. I think some aspects, yes, it should be. Okay. Like free blowjobs? Government, government funded blowjobs? I am here and I say no. <laughs> he has no answer. All right. So that's not sex work. That's uh, a female wanting to blowjob. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let's be. 100% in agreement on this one. We're not calling it that. It's prostitution. We I will not yeah, ever prostitution. ever 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 dignify this shit than anything of what it is. I will not sugarcoat it. I will not be told how else to call it when it already has a name and it is prostitution. Pro abortion. Uh, what What would you say? Yeah, prostitution. Yeah. So I am not mm. About to say, like, oh, it's sex work. No, you don't file W-2s. You don't pay your taxes. And uh, if in you think it's a real job, you're going to pay some real taxes. Did you know there were some people a few years ago on Twitter that... Um, imagine imagine we're, having we're, that... Hold on. Imagine having that idea in your head that I have no intrinsic value and I have nothing else to provide society except my pussy. I mean, I'm, I'm a or my, dick. Or, I'm, my, or my dick. I, like, I am that a, is such a sad fucking thing. I'm a bona fide sexist, so, like... I can understand that. <laughs> All right. But for real, let's let's not it's not like like let's not mix and parse words here. Like this is we're really saying prostitution should be legalized. Why? why? What? Cuz that's the idea of why. It's a fucking mm, debate. Mm, you have to explain yeah. why. <laughs> no, I don't I don't agree it should be a thing. I just want us to agree it's just prostitution. Okay. It's, yes, it's prostitution. Because so should, no prostitute, should prostitution pro be legal? Pro prostitutes are not going to want to Cuz here's the other thing. But it's why a, not? Why not? Yes, why should prostitution not be legal? Why not let people diddle kids? It's wrong. Shit's shit's wrong. So you shouldn't be able to do it. Okay, well there has to be some other reason. Arguing just on morality is not very good. I mean, it's, it's so all that what, you need. What, what, it's, it's all that you need. What else? Well, I mean, if it's consensual for them, why, right? How could it be wrong, per se, if they are consenting to it? If this is, is it, something that they are doing? Uh, well, then, uh, well, then you're probably open to like the suicide booths in Switzerland. Right. That's a which you would probably not different like. thing. No, no, no. But it's two. It's two consenting parties. Right. Right. What's the problem there? Well, okay. there's clearly an ethical problem. Right. Same here. Um, I'm more or less uh, against it for a health reason. Okay. So, you know, not just saying because it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bitch. <laughs> and how, so, so my biggest thing is no, because uh, it's a public health crisis. Mm -hmm. um, everyone, for some reason, is fucking badgering on about COVID still being an issue when... Uh, Where are my cummies? When uh, HIV Ugh. gives no fucks of your age. HIV gives zero fucks of your age. Um, mm -hmm, HIV yeah. is HIV. Um, Ooh, so yeah, we got to get you to watch the gift. I keep forgetting the that. rates of STIs are from five to sixty times higher among sex workers than in the general populations. Um, surveys of female sex workers show that thirty-five to fifty-five percent of them had engaged in unprotected commercial sex, and ten to thirty-five percent never used condoms while engaging in commercial sex. Uh, a lot. 
Alarmingly, studies have also shown that only 47% of female prostitutes are aware of their HIV status. Oh, How many? 47% are aware, are aware. So over half are unaware of their HIV status. Less than 50% of these women had a health screening in the previous year. So 50, half of them have a health screening uh, in the previous year. And on average had 17 sexual partners per week. That's very cool. Um, Definitely not a broken yeah, person. No, what's the unsung issue and epidemic in the, in the United States of America is the proliferation of sexually transmitted diseases. Um, you know, we talk about the smaller ones like gonorrhea, crabs. You know, those are pretty uh, mundane compared to the more uh, fucking, you know, terrible ones like HIV, um, HPV, uh, which, you know, men can be carriers of. However, you spread that shit to a woman and it can give them cervical cancer. Uh, so, you know, I mean, these things are all sort of... More or less the reason of no health, 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 public health is the major consideration for this decision for me because of just the sheer statistics of how rampant sexually transmitted diseases, diseases are amongst prostitutes. And then guess what? Those get spreaded to the people that they, you know, blink with. And, you know, those go from there and there and there and there and there uh, in California. You know, it's a fucking uh, HIV uh, fucking hell zone because uh in california they rescinded the law that required you to <laughs> notify somebody if you are hiv so you knowing yeah, that you yeah. are hiv positive can go and have sex with somebody and they can't file a lawsuit against you which i think is fucking horseshit okay um because we have tests that can confirm whether or not you are and if you are purposely withholding that information because you want to get shaboinked you're a terrible person here's what i don't you understand should be right the hiv i don't remember the, the ratio between like straight or homosexual dudes, right? But, like, I'm pretty sure gay dudes have more HIV than most straight men. Like, that's just, that's just my gut instinct mm. tells me this. I don't understand why this is even a problem in California. Because most HIV-positive men are fine with the fact that they're HIV-positive. And there are more than enough willing men out there that want to get fucked in the ass with a pause dude, Right? And get the gift, right? That's a thing. I know we haven't shown you this documentary yet. It's it's a fucking atrocious nightmare piece of, like, journalism. But, like, good God, right? I don't understand how this... They, I don't believe for a second that this was done in California, that w w what you just mentioned was done because, like, oh, gay men can't find men to fuck in the ass. I don't believe it. it it's just... Why? why? Why would they do that? It's not like there aren't gay men that don't want HIV. <laughs> You you don't understand. Okay, Cornette, what do you think? What, what do you think? I can't think right now, what do, you, what do you think? Uh, should sex work be legal? Sorry, should prostitution be legal? Ah, thank you. Okay, so sex work. Prostitution. <laughs> prostitution. Okay, so whatever pronoun y'all want to use. Uh, I think it should absolutely be legal. Okay. Because the amount of legal prostitution slash sex work is already happening. Porn, fan, OnlyFans. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. All that shit. That's it's already happening. And yeah. they get paid a premium. And there are so many fucking women out there that are doing it. You know how many women are raped in that industry? You know how many men are raped in that industry? I that too. Yeah. But, like, right, but like, so let's be honest, we care more about the women. 
because uh, we're sexist. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Right. Whatever. But <laughs> well, we no. In this sense, we are because we care more about women because we we like to protect women. And then it's like, dude, it's like, mm. no, 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 you um, are not we. Yeah, I mean, it's also what does that provide for society? Mm-hmm. Uh, me as a very single man, right? Who, uh, except the risk of you getting HIV. Oh, you're talking about me participating in it? Yeah. Oh, like I sex would... prostitution that contributes nothing instead of proliferating sexually transmitted diseases. Oh yeah, sure. Their customers should be a little bit happier when they leave that day, I guess. You know, after being serviced. However, enjoy that HIV test. Enjoy. That's gonna be fun. And then you're like, oh fuck. I mean, it didn't produce. So a, what it makes didn't it produce a child? That's so this sure. whole HIV issue. What makes it any different than you meeting a female at the bar? You date for two months. You fuck, and it turns out she has HIV. Or you are versus it's also it's also bad Uh, right also bad but it's also not um it's a more or less in line with it takes the enjoyment it doesn't take the enjoy it takes the the spirit of let me help sex let me help let me help let me help you here the part of the problem is with a random girl that you meet at the bar she may not know or expect that she has it but it's not like there's a there's a certain likelihood like she's you're not looking for total sluts I imagine right Mm-mm. okay so you're imagining she might have like what's the average in this country like four partners is that, is that the average higher higher uh, for um, United States for the United States a female on average on the age of 24 I believe they have an av- average by the age of 24 they have an average of about nine ten okay. partners wow that's really bad but as far as like so okay you're you're expecting nine or less ish nine ish okay what did you say cox was the number of partners per week most like prostitutes have 17 okay so how many a year just like extrapolate that 17 times 52 bad math uh yeah me too Ooh, him too as well oh that's shocker 884 all right so 900 folks maybe what are the odds the girl at the bar you pick up probably doesn't versus some girl who's at the bar also looking to find a husband but also as a prostitute on right. the side so that's pretty bad oh i'm i'm i don't agree i'm not disagreeing with y'all with mm-hmm. the bad part of the situation mm-hmm. but y'all are not looking at this as a how do i say this i'm having a hard time saying it uh yeah you're saying that because it's already happening it doesn't really matter i, I get it but at the same time it's just an argument of why it shouldn't you know what i mean Right, I mean, so, so I think I think as far as the sphere of I don't fucking I'm not saying I follow the pornography sphere very closely, but I'm assuming a lot of drama. It's, there it's right taken now. <laughs> it's taken a little bit more professionally as a weird way of saying it. Right. I guess there's frequent testing involved. You know, I can see that. But from the the perspective of prostitution out on the street. That's where the issue is, is there's a giant, giant fucking STI epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm kind of focusing. Uh, so you're focusing on what's not regulation. Prostitution. And, and let's not like even uh, say that's even the main thing, because even if you did like make prostitution a legal thing and a protected class of work to do. Um, Which it used to be. Let's be clear. It will not make illegal prostitution go away. Because legalized prostitution will be expensive as fuck. 
and they can't be druggies. So strung out not to fucking tweakers they, are not going to be able to be gainfully employed not to mention by a, a legitimate they, prostitution service center. Not to mention nine times out of ten, the prostitutes out there are also being sexually trafficked. Um, that too. They're not um, going to get a sexually trafficked. They quote, live unquote, in terrible legitimate conditions. Um, none of them pay taxes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I mean, in that regard of, you know, not sounding like a complete monster here, but the idea of someone being pimped out where you are basically being sexually trafficked, you're getting no money, right? You're dependent on the fucking pimp. So I guess, you know, I know that person's not paying taxes because it's And he it's doesn't want to anyway. Exactly. He'd be They're losing criminals. revenue. It's criminal. So, so like, it's sex trafficking. There's, there's too many reasons why even legalizing it would make it worse because it'll make, it'll make it... <laughs> It'll make it more acceptable, like like from a, a wider perspective of folks that normally would have been like, yeah, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty tasteless. And then there'd be plenty of other folks that are stuck in an even worse situation because now there's a competitor across the street which is legal, and we're still operating. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that's going to improve their lives. It's not. It just doesn't. It's just not a good idea. Well, if you smooth out the sex work in this industry you smooth out the process you smooth out everything there's gonna be a lot less issues than there are now i don't think so i think it'll, it'll no, be the same no no worse. no because motherfuckers who want to do this legally there's not gonna be a lot let's be honest but someone who wants to do this legally is going to be put under some rules that they have to follow and i'm pretty sure this uh legalized prostitution is gonna be handled with some extreme restrictions for example you have to be over a certain age. Not only do you have to be over 18, you probably have to be over like age 24, 25. You have to be in great health. And you have to have, they'll probably get all these kind of benefits for this. So we have to spend more money to create a prostitution wrangling task force. All of that stuff. All that stuff is hypothetically, and I mean big air quotes here, great, but it's going to incur costs, Mm -hmm. which means there will be a black market anyway to provide all of that right but there's and a black market and everything anyways. i mean even right. with even with uh, if we want to look at the from the fucking bureaucratic standpoint even with none of those restrictions in place it still is costing money because hardly any of it's being paid taxes for you know so like you know the overall community is at a loss because these people aren't paying taxes mm-hmm. like it's just money is just disappearing really into the ether and nothing is being shown for it. That's the idea of taxes, right? You get more money into the community and they do shit like make a fucking new playground so that way you can have sex in the slide and get more money that way. And, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, prostitution is just, I just think it's just bad for public health. Um, and you just think because it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, it is bad for health. And you say, yes, if it was better taken care of. So here's, if it was better taken care of, that's not the only issue. There's also issue is it'll crack down on some of the things. Because, for example, let's say you're a legitimate prostitution house owner, right? Mm -hmm. And you have someone across the street who isn't, who's not paying his taxes. What are you going to do? You're going to make sure he's not a competition anymore. You're going to get him sent to jail or her get sent to jail because they're having all these prostitutes out in front of your your business and you're losing money because of it, right? Right. Some people go to jail, sure. Yeah, and it slowly, not not fast, but slowly and surely get rid of all that prostitution area it, in the area. It'll go to a, a, a darker subterranean level of operation. But, and once it, but it won't be banished. It's it, just going to change. No, it it's, won't be banished. That's, your, be, that's where you're fucking up in your thought process. 
it won't be banished because we make it legalized. For example, drugs. Think that's going to disappear if we make it legal? No. no. There's still going to be illicit no. drugs on the market. So what's it any difference with this? Uh, difference is you're encouraging people. Just, yeah, surely, by, surely by promoting it's it. A, it's fine. Just by saying it's fine, it's not bad, is basically yeah. promoting it. What's wrong with promoting it? Uh, I don't sexually want transmitted most women. diseases. I don't you're want, not, you're I don't not promoting want, sexually transmitted diseases. You're, pro, you're, you're promoting, promoting sex. The, you're promoting the activity that is responsible for spreading sexually transmitted diseases. But you're also not promoting so when I get, You're just promoting cummies. So when I promote my new dishwasher ingredient, yeah. all right, I'm promoting not only the chemicals inside of it, but the chances of it killing you. What is any different besides this? When you go and you have sex with someone... I'm sorry, I, what laundry detergent yeah, is killing people? Yeah. It's just an example, motherfuckers. I didn't get but it, let's, let's Let me do it better then. Let me do it fucking better then, okay? Y'all are saying... It's Don't trust- use the tie! It's fucking killing people! <laughs> it is, and that stupid fucking eat the tie. Oh my god. Yo. Fucking fuck. Neither here or there. Uh, but, so y'all are saying that it's because it's uh, promoting the diseases that are transmitted through sex, right? Uh, I mean... As a consequence of promoting As a itself, consequence, yes. right. Well, when you promote something, it has consequences. When you promote drugs on the fucking... When they promote drugs on TV, you know how many fucking lists of things can go wrong with you after they're done promoting it? Mm-hmm. Same thing. But you know when you take that drug, hey, this is what's going to happen to me. They don't so, know that. Right. So when so, you go and do this sex prostitution, nobody, you I know nobody for a chance it. that you're going to get So this is another AIDS thing. Or I what see, is it? That, that comparison there to the drugs on TV, you know, okay, um, yeah, so it is meant to treat something that is a problem, whereas this prostitution is just, mm, so someone can orgasm Upcomies. and maybe get a, an STI. Yeah. Um, not down with it. Look, uh, I'm going to be honest. There's no benefit. There's really I, no benefit to society. Let me share something very, very personal. I have considered it in the past. Finding a, um, what do you call that? An escort service? Yeah. Right? So like high end, right? The stuff that's clean, so to speak. Right? I thought about that. But I don't. Because it's fucking wrong. And honestly, not really worth the risk. Feminists <laughs> should be against prostitution. Got them. Got them, bitch. Feminists should be against prostitution because they want to say that, you know, women are over-sexualized and it's all about their bodies. No, no, no. It's empowering, Cox. Yes. And now we skewed that. I'm the boss bitch of this body. And and, now we skewed it into saying that you having 17 sexual partners a week is empowering. Girls get it done. Whereas in my mind's eye, women should be fucking cherished because without Mm -hmm. them... There's no way in hell we would be able to procreate, right? Yep. And bring life into this world. Instead, the there's same men people, out there. The same people that would have, like, not you not you specifically, by the way, but, like, the real people in charge that would want prostitution to be legalized like this are the same people that are in bed with the same folks that would want to make soulless clone, like, worker drones. You know, you just brought it to a point that I don't think I've made it clear why I want it to be legal. You got to think about, uh, you know those uh, places that they have where if you're going to do heroin, have a professional injected into you? you? You know those places? Sure, like in yeah, they, Scandinavia. They, yeah, shit. they have these people that if you're going to do drugs, please go somewhere where you can do it properly, sanitized, and professionally. Mm-hmm. All right? It helps the person do it so he doesn't OD. Or she OD. Sure. So this prostitution, it could bring a lot of people who are in a very bad situation out of that situation making money for themselves 
and not having to rely on this one guy who's probably not going to pay him that week because he doesn't feel like it. Well, too. making prostitution legal will not solve sex trafficking. No. It's not. In fact, it's going to give him more cover than anything. Yeah, we're, we're a legitimate sex business. Because, you know, we, you have we, the likelihood, of course, I it doesn't always happen. I can't believe you would levy those sorts of charges against me. Of I, course, don't, I don't traffic my women. We have this situation, which doesn't always happen, but a prostitute is caught up in the law, and maybe she divulges the sex trafficking going on, or maybe she doesn't because she's fearful of being, you know, reprised against and being beaten. You know, so that's a likelihood. However, if you just have it legal, then you have a woman who is stuck in sex trafficking, on the street, and the cops are not even bothered because it's legal, it's and it doesn't matter. It's fine. So it's now a she's legitimate, trapped. It's a legitimate sex hut. It's fine. We're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Social media has improved human communication. Yes and no. No. It yep. has not. It's fucked oh, it up. Both, both of you are now? Yep. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. Um, my stance on that was uh, for the affirmative, um, but recent times especially how social media is run now mm -hmm. uh it is definitely to the contrary and i have something to read Ooh. uh oh social media does loads at improving our ability to communicate that is what is being done most of the time however there is a significant risk of creating echo chambers that are not conducive to a progressive and free-speaking society the large corporations that are in control of social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Google do not allow for some content, which is recent, which in recent light has been proven to be vastly against certain viewpoints. Under Section 230 is a section of Title 47 of the United States Code as part of the United States Communication Decency Act, which provides immunity for website platforms concerning third-party content. It provides immunity for providers and users of an interactive computer service, such as social media, who publish information provided by third-party users. Section 230C2 also provides good Samaritan protection from civil liability for operators of interactive computer services to in the removal or moderation of third-party material they deem obscene or offensive, even of constitutionally protected speech. This, by and large, is a wolf in sheep's clothing. It is, a, it is reasonable to give website platforms immunity. However, they have constructed guidelines designed against certain groups of people, mostly aligning with the political right. As a safety net, these platforms often rewrite their guidelines to be loose or specific as they deem fit, or whoever they need to silence. Users can simply flag a post or even just being offended by it. And most of the time, if it holds a conservative viewpoint, it is cause for the content to be removed and the account banned. See the example of Donald Trump being banned from Twitter, Facebook, etc. In recent times, it is fair to say that the idea of free speech in America is dead and social media yeah, is vastly to blame. Yeah. The largest corporations, namely Google, Facebook, and Twitter. So I have something to say about that, uh, per usual. Uh, if you ever, I've talked about this before, but if you've heard of, um, uh, you've heard me talk about federated um, social media before, right? Mm. And I've kind of mentioned it to you in the past, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, imagine if you could have multiple Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube clones, and uh, you can just find them freely or install it on your own machine and run it yourself but they can all intercommunicate together right there is an actual when i say an actual solution to the this problem where you know the censorship is a real a real thing i'm not saying like oh wow um go go to gab it's a it's a special kind of twitter where it's like only gab users can talk to gab users no imagine if twitter and youtube and facebook 
and uh, Instagram were all able to communicate with each other's services. So an Instagram account could comment on a YouTube video inside of a, 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 the profile you know, of an actual uh, Twitter um, uh, bio, right? All of these things are possible through Federated Space because of ActivityPub, which is the actual um, technology that makes emails work. You know, you can have, you can have uh, several different email clients from like Google, Yahoo, um, Microsoft. They all have their way of sending and receiving mail and their own UI interfaces. And they're all different because they're all made in-house by those companies. How do they talk to each other? Well, it's called ActivityPub. It is the industry standard for intercommunicating uh, through a similar service. Is this your reasoning why it has improved so uh, human communication? Yeah. So technologically speaking, we can all, we're all in agreement as professional communicators ourselves. The technology is improving all of the time. Yep. And in this sense, yep. it's improved to the point where on a digital front, you are now capable of finding others that agree with you and you can still interact with other people that don't if in, you don't ban and block each other, which is up to the user's preferences. Or you can just make your own and it's free. Mm -hmm. I've thought about it myself. Like I was thinking like, hey, I need to build a website for myself because I need to have a professional website that has a landing page with my uh, main um, general purpose um, resume on the front and then have a, a curation of my best photography and then um, a small list of organizations I'm a part of and a few other things and then all of my handles and email addresses and phone numbers so people can reach me for a professional reason. But I was also thinking like, hey, what if I could like make my own instance on federated, you know, internet and like, dude, like I've been looking into it. I could, I, I could probably figure it out in a, in, a, in like a couple weekends. It's not that bad. I'm, I'm thinking about getting like a raspberry Pi or something. And, uh, with that, I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want. The only thing a corporation could do to me is revoke my, um, uh, my domain from the registrar. That's it. But the best part is, if I have the software and I have all of the um, all of that data backed up on my machine, I just pull up another fucking instance, uh, or sorry, a whole nother. Uh, I can I can move my instance to another domain name, and it'll still work. People will be like a little confused, like who the fuck are you? And it's like, no, it's me. Remember? And then they can look through the past and like, oh wow, that's weird. I don't remember that being your handle. But it's like, you see what I'm getting at, yeah. right? So so like. When it comes to the technological technology, the technology, it's getting better all the time. But social media in general, social media in general, mostly has ruined how people communicate. We are talking, you know, but it's a usual. it's a yes and no, right? The the means has gotten better, but the delivery or the 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 thing we deliver with that technology has gotten worse. The avenue in which you're receiving the information. Yeah. So like in the same way that uh, back when Jefferson Franklin was still alive, people knew how to write in calligraphy. And they had very powerful and large and ever-expanding vocabularies. But by the time that Nick, uh, is it Nixon? Yeah, when Nixon made the first telephone call to the moon, nobody knew that shit. I'd, uh, I'd argue that your, you know, with the federated internet uh, is a moot point. Um, How's that? Because in my way of thinking, um, if something is truly there to improve something then it should just be box standard you don't have to know all these extra things you don't have to download any extra software to be able to talk freely social media which is what everyone's using right 99 percent of the people on earth are using that maybe a small people no, are using no, no, you, internet. no 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 so you don't have to download it only if you want to so you can just join the website 
then still people aren't really using it a lot. You still have the top three, Google, Facebook, and oh, Twitter, yeah, but, but, who are controlling everything. But everything. But they're constantly losing market share from people and old users that like are slowly seeing what you were just reading, and they're getting disgruntled by it. So they still have their Facebook. They don't. No one's deleting their Facebook. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. right? They're using it because it's a good phone book, right? Excuse me. Messenger and a couple other features from Facebook in general is too good to give up because it is a generally useful service that they provide. But when it comes to like that kind of content and that kind of communication, they know they're not going to get it there. So they go elsewhere. You can have more than one account on more than one website. That's, that's the best part about it. So like maybe like five years ago, I would have been very concerned in a very real way that, Oh my God. Yeah. The censorship is getting really bad, mm -hmm. but it, at this juncture, and you know me, I'm a I'm a cynic and I am a pessimist. I'm pretty comfortable with free speech on the internet right now. It's it's almost about to improve. Mm -hmm. like, There's lagoons that are safe. Yes. Um, and but and no, expanding. but as a as a side note, these these and now it sounds like I'm reading. That's because I am. But these are what I've written, so I'm not ripping off any article. <laughs> so calm down. Uh, Cornet, any any thoughts on that? So yeah, because you said no. So here's why. I, you know where I grew up, right? In the mm -hmm. country. I was, for a long majority of my life, I didn't have social media. Shit, I didn't even have a phone. Best times of my life. I regret getting a fucking yeah, phone. Yeah, no, I feel it, man. Because now, anytime I'm talking to my friends, I'm getting a message saying, hey, you want to fuck by some person I don't know who's trying to steal my identity. Very cool. Fucked up. Mm -hmm. My communication with my family, my friends... Because now I have to worry about these motherfuckers contacting me. Because when I first got the fucking social media, I was ignorant. Someone hit me up and I was like, oh, she wants to be my friend. Hm. All right, let's be friends. She hits me up. Hey, how old are you? Oh, I'm 18. How old are you? Nice to meet you. Uh, where do you live? Oh, I live here. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, where, where are you from? And she's like, where do you work? Oh, I work here. You know? And I was ignorant of the fact, Bro. and I was fucking, hey, listen, okay, <laughs> listen. And I think that it's also fucked up, not only way we would communicate, but why we communicate. So back in the day, you communicated because you needed either help or you just needed to talk to a friend. Now it's, I'm communicating to you because I want my number higher. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I want, mm. Mm. I want you to be that 999. I want you to be the one that makes that thousand. The bullshit like that pisses me off. When I hear people tell me, yo, I got this many followers. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. How many of those are your real friends? Yeah. One, two, probably none of them. And it pisses That's a good me way of, off. That's an interesting it's, way of yeah, thinking about it. You're yeah. not comfortable with the parasocial relationships yeah. that are being built on social yes, media. Yes, I don't yeah. like social, it. Yeah, you're actually right. That was, that's and a, and I, I think that's a great, that. I think it's great. I, I'm happy other people are concerned about that. Yeah. But most people aren't. The focus you know. of, you know, it's not really about communication. It's just about whatever numbers attached to whatever yeah. category. Yeah. That's a very interesting very way of looking at that. It's very narcissistic. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if, if that's, you know, if that's a main reason why you're, well, you think it's, it's really been a detriment. Like I can totally get that. Yeah. Well, he he also brought up something while we were on my while I was outside smoking a cigarette. He uh he brought up 
so I knew about it, but I didn't know it was as bad as he brought up. Uh, these people faking illnesses for, uh, for uh, what is it? Uh, attention. Attention. Thank you. Yeah. That, I didn't realize how bad it was until he told me outside a few minutes ago. Here's a question for you. Yeah. If someone is faking an illness, are they sick? In the head, yeah. They're they're sick somehow. Uh, yeah, it was it was actually one of the topics that we talked about uh, a while back in one of the other podcasts about the effects of social media on the mental health of mm-hmm. younger people. Um, and there was the statistic the the statistic that the ages from seven to seventeen years old, only six percent of that population actually is clinically diagnosed as de- with depression. Now, is it any coincidence that all of those people are on TikTok and Instagram? Right. And that's the thing is we have this giant proliferation. Social media is this giant gate and avenue for exposure to bullshit things such as you need to have this mental illness. Otherwise, you're not unique. And people always say that just that's just that's just untrue. That's just untrue. Then why are why are families members of mine faking it? Why is one of my family members going around hopping from doctor to doctor um, because the previous one didn't give them medication that they wanted, right? So miss me with the bullshit. The statistics fucking clear. 6% of that age group actually have depression, okay? And this is the thing, as we talked about this previously too. If you actually have depression, you don't want to fucking talk about it. No. You aren't Not going on internet fucking talking about it. Of co- why the fuck would you do that? It gives you it gives it you internet points. It makes you feel weak. It is not a happy place to be, and nope. you want to ignore it. Look at Robin Williams. Look at Kurt Cobain. Those people were mad depressed. Did you know about it until they fucking killed themselves? No, because that's actual depression. And when you have fucking children out here and parents start being parents... Hmm. start being parents. You're already asking too much. It's not possible. Start being parents. Can't do it. <laughs> take your take their fucking phone away, and I guarantee you one of my family members can do with this yo, very well. Yo, yo. You take away that person's phone, and all this shit will slowly Dude, fade. listen. You know which... Is it this state? It's this state. You can't take away this, the phone from your spouse. Did you know that's spousal abuse? Yeah. Someday that's going to be child abuse. Your Your kid doesn't have access to free porn? Bro, we're contacting CPS. I'll take that phone from CPS. Be, be a parent, okay? <laughs> if, shoot shoot I, on sight. I guarantee you, you know yeah. what? If, you're, if your child is suffering from mental illness, you know what the greatest thing that you can do to help them? Take away their phone. Take away their phone. Yep. Have them be going to therapy. All of the necessary medical care that they supposedly need. And I will, I can practically guarantee you that they will find themselves coming out of that depression. You know why? Because they are not receiving the ogles of support, quote unquote support, from strangers on the internet, right? They're not receiving that. So there's no real motivation for them to keep the charade going on. Let's not just call them strangers. Let's also like just be very clear. Some of these people are, uh, they're predators. Yeah. They're they're, uh, groomers. Yep. That sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guarantee that I've suggested this multiple times to one of my family members uh, that they should remove this child's phone. Um, and, you know, they have such a weak will and they're done parenting. Apparently, you can just give up on parenting. Um, 
is, you know, after two days, they just, you know, gave it back. And where are they now? Oh, you know, mental illnesses, of course, still everything. Um, social media provides not only an avenue for discovering these things, but it also provides an avenue for being rewarded mm-hmm. for having these things. Yep. So there's incentive built into this equation for children baby. to be depressed, to be as what is TikTok has now coined the phrase as neurodivergent, where because everything has to be specialized, everything has to have a special name so that way you feel special. Well, newsflash everyone, since everyone's depressed, no one's special, no one has an issue. Apparently it's normal now. Yeah, but it's my flavor of depression that's different than yours. And the issue is, is seeing as how everyone is depressed and, you know, everyone now rolls their eyes. And if you say that you don't, you're either a fool or you are incredibly naive. If you hear someone is depressed, nine times out of ten people roll their eyes behind Mm -hmm. their back because Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, one of those. (laughs) And that is never how it should have evolved to. That is never how it should have evolved See, to. I mentioned this to you outside. If you think your kid, or if you know, and he's faking this, they are faking this depression, send them to us. Because how seriously we take depression with our brothers mm-hmm. and our sisters mm-hmm. constantly. If you know one of your battle buddies are depressed, you don't go to sleep yeah. until you make sure that motherfucker's good. You are always in the back of your head worried about what he's going to do when you're not with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've both we've all seen real depression. Yeah, yeah, and so it it's, makes me sick that people are and, just toting like a fashion us, statement. And, and a lot of us have gotten very close to depression. Oh yeah, right. Uh, I know I've said it this the same way every time that we broach the subject, but it's like I have come as close as possibly could have been to maybe being somewhere near being clinically depressed. Yep. If, if like a doctor had actually like evaluated me, I might have been real close. But I don't think I was there, right? Because I was still able to do stuff. It didn't. It wasn't fun. But like, no, like I, I'm telling you, like I, I never want to get there again, and I don't want to go anywhere past that. That yeah. was, ew, it was fucking sucks. You know why? Because actual depression is not you tweeting or fucking being on Facebook or on TikTok saying that you're depressed. Now let's be clear. It is a very those private people, matter. Those people aren't sick with depression. They are sick somewhere else. They are sick with a very very sad their desire for attention they are also demented and sick in their own be it good or bad attention they just need it and it's sad um i think also it it really falls down to majority of it and of course there's adults doing the same shit i'm neurodivergent Mm. i'm depressed i'm adhd i'm ocd have you seen Um, that new shit on uh tiktok they're uh uh, what do you call those people who uh there's this so i saw on a tiktok there's this female and it showed how this person who has this uh, character, uh, I forget what it was called. I don't. Not the ticks, right? Yeah, the like. Tourette's. Tourette's. Thank you. Uh, and then it was versus a normal person, right? And she was throwing them both listening to a music, both brand new, never heard it before. He acted normal, right? When she listened to it, she started to have these excited twitches, right? And then ever since I watched that, I've been seeing on my. Uh, not only my TikTok, my Instagram, my Facebook, everything of just hundreds of people doing this. And I'm like, where was this before? Dude, I'm going to be honest. Like, mm, yeah. I'm not saying you're successful to it. Like, we all kind of are. But you keep watching that shit, you might develop one of those fucking things. I'm not going to lie. Like, Okay, so for, for one, you know me, Hayes. You know me. <laughs> yeah. 
okay? <laughs> and for two, if I ever start doing that, I want both of you to fucking shoot me in the temple, okay? <laughs> we got you, buddy. The day we go to the range, put a bullet, put your barrel to my temple and said, you told us, we love you, <laughs> okay? All right, we're gonna skip this next topic and do our final topic here. Uh, if women can't get abortions, then men should have to get vasectomies and when they are ready to have children, get divorced. Um, so I have another thing that I've written uh, for this exact thing. Uh, and this is kind of the finale, if you will. Um, so here we are. The term pro-choice is meant to be deceitful. It is meant to conjure images of people fighting for freedom and the right to choose. The choice is whether or not a woman has the right to just choose if an unborn baby gets to live or not. Pro-life is not covered in camouflage or tricky wordplay. It does not rely on semantics to coerce an unaware public to its true intentions. Arguments for abortion revolve around logical fallacies intentionally meant to run lapsed around, around unsharp minds. My body and my choice is the hallmark of this movement. The idea that the woman's body is somehow remotely constituent with the unborn baby is ridiculous. The pro-abortion movement is a movement that is designed to relinquish all responsibility for one's actions. The guise of this movement is double-fold. When, when the baby's body is not the woman's, lest the woman have two vaginas or a penis, whether or not the baby is present, nevertheless, of course, they are not. An argument given by the odysseyonline.com is that the fetus being biologically dependent on the mother for sustenance is caused to say that the baby is not its own being. With the same logic, comatose patients relying on other functions for sustenance would not be their own until they get off of life support. Meaning in this world, people should have just have the right to stop that life support whenever they see fit. However, this is a worn out argument because it makes too much sense. Another reason to be pro-abortion from the honestyonline.com is to be pro-choice because you support women's health, women's mental health. Stating that around 10% of pregnant women and 13% of postpartum women experience some form of mental disorder, primarily manifesting as depression. Because according to healthresearchfunding.org, women who have abortions are three times more likely than women of childbearing age in the general population to commit suicide. How much? Three times. Jesus fucking Christ. What a surprise. Women who have abortions are 81% more likely to have mental health issues than the general population. If people were genuinely pro-choice because they support women's mental health and well-being, they would be against abortion. Another final point out of the 15 reasons the article provided from the odysseyonline.com is that you should be pro-choice because it is time for men to stop dictating the actions of women. Right off the bat, it is trying to paint a picture of men telling women everything they can and cannot do like it is still 1902 or 1950. Gallup.com states that 51% of women are pro-life compared to 46% of men. So logic would stand that if it were time to stop doing what men say, it would be to not get abortions. Another statistic from Statistica.com states, in 2019, 46% of respondents stated they consider themselves pro-choice. Pro-life supporters, which made up 49% as well as the same year, on the other hand, oppose abortion altogether. In recent years, 2021, that statistic has unfortunately shifted to 48% approval to 46% of mixed gender participants in the survey. So 48% approve of abortion now, and 46 people are 
are against it in a mixed gendered study. I'm driving this back to the idea here. Um, and it's, it's incredible um, how they are providing statistics here. And what I want to point out here, and it's incredibly vital. This is why I'm saying uh, why I included in that bit that I wrote um, when it comes to how they bring up, you know, if you care about, you know, pro-choice, which I'm calling it pro-abortion because that's what it is. Pro, pro-abortion pro uh, means that you support women's mental health. Um, and they use this logical fallacy where they note, you know, where they say here, and this is a, this is things that do happen with pregnant women, which is why they bring up women who are pregnant. They have 10% of pregnant women and 13% of postpartum women, i.e. after they've had the baby, you know, experience some form of mental disorder, primarily manifesting in depression. Okay. There's something called postpartum depression. That is a real thing. 13%. Yeah. The logical fallacy is where they're providing bad information and that's the only information out there instead of saying, okay, what are the statistics, mental health statistics for abortion? And we go in here and see that there are 19 facts readily available on the internet about post-abortion depression statistics. I will read them off each. Women who have abortion, are, I also include this in that little piece that I wrote, women who have abortion are three times more likely than that of women of childbearing age in the general population to commit suicide. The increased risk percentage of women who have abortions compared to women in the general population of having at least one mental illness is 81%. Teen girls are up to 10 times more likely to attempt suicide than their counterparts who have not had an abortion. I'm not fucking surprised. Teen girls who have had an abortion are up to four times more likely to be successful committing suicide. About 45% of women who have had an abortion report having suicidal feelings immediately following the procedure. I can't imagine why. Only 1% of women of childbearing age seek psychiatric help for mental health issues in the nine months prior to having an abortion. So less than 1% of people are going to seek psychiatric help before they get the abortion. After having an abortion, the percentage rises to 1.5%. Within a year after first-time mothers gave birth, seven per 1,000 women were treated for mental health issues in comparison to four per 1,000 before the baby. Up to 33% of mothers will experience depression at least once between the time their child is born and the child's 12th birthday. 1995 data suggests that the rate of deliberate self-harm is 75% higher after abortion than after childbirth. The British Journal of Psychiatry found an 81% increased risk for mental trauma after abortion. At least 27% 27 of women who have an abortion will have a, momental, a moment of suicidal ideation afterwards. A study of California Medicaid patients found the risks of suicide increased by 154% for women after they've had an abortion. Two in three women who have a late abortion after 12 weeks suffer from clinical definition of PTSD. 40% of women in one UK survey said that they wanted to keep their child, but the pressures of others to have an abortion forced their hand in the decision. Women whose first pregnancies end in abortion are 65% more likely to score in the high risk range for clinical depression than women whose first pregnancies result in a birth. 
Abortion may be a risk factor for subsequent depression in women for up to eight years after the pregnancy event. Women who have had an abortion are 34% more likely to develop an anxiety disorder. 110%. That's the increased risk of alcohol abuse in women who have had an abortion. The number of women who have an abortion every year in the United States is 827,000. Every year, 827,000 are exposed to these risks because they are lied to and saying that getting abortion is empowering to women. It is your body. It's your choice. And they are lied to by the odysseyonline.com saying that if you support a if you support a pro-abortion, then you are in favor of mental health. However, they are not gonna mention these 19 statistics. Saying that women who get abortions are more likely to try and kill themselves, mm -hmm. are more likely to be successful, are more likely to just experience mental disorder because of a procedure that wasn't really necessary are you trying to tell me that um if a woman decides to just throw her baby into a a concrete pole right in the middle of a parking lot that she might be suffering from like some severe problems or if she isn't already and it was just a, a weird thing to do on a whim that it might cause further distress down the line are you suggesting that's what's possible mm -hmm. That's really weird. Yeah, crazy. Did, um, hmm. So, like, this is the thing. So, these common arguments for abortion are, you know, as you hear of a lot of, you know, it's the woman's choice because it's their body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. when, you, know what else is a, when does, you know what else is a woman's choice? Hmm. Her choice of partner and when to and when not to have sex. And the idea of contraceptives being not readily available, which is just bullshit. Hey, I know a contraceptive. Planned Parenthood apparently provides hey, that. Pop quiz. What is the ch what what contra con contraceptive is free? I don't know what contraceptive means. So something that prevents you from getting pregnant. Which that, one? Which one that, costs you zero dollars in every part of the world? Interferes with something, with your sperm, making someone pregnant. A uh, condom. Hmm? Yeah, but it's not free. That's not free. But, uh, free? But, but there is one. There is an answer. I don't have sex. Well, that's also <laughs> I guess is also a correct answer. Don't uh, you dare! Don't you dare! Stop it! Stop. I'll see if he figures it out. Mm -hmm. Which one is free? Will the world over, regardless of your social economic class, your gender, or your se or your race? It's been the same thing. Don't give him no hints. It's been the same way like this since the beginning of time. Don't say it. Fuck the same gender. He's so <laughs> close. Well. He's so close. <laughs> Anal. Anal sex. Can't make babies if you don't use the vagina. No, that's where you're wrong. On a more serious what? note. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you see, so you have her propped, right? Okay, this is no, I far gotta, too I, I not have to, I have to PG. No, you can we can talk, you can say that offline. <laughs> um so you know, one of the most common things is, you know, it's it's the woman's body. Yeah. Right? It's the woman's body. It's not the mm -hmm. the baby isn't a thing, it's part of the woman. Okay, so at any point in time does a woman have a penis or two vaginas? No. Hey, wait. Does that also mean the man? No. It's also part of the man? It's his body, his choice? Uh, no, it's a human life. That's right. It's a human life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the... I, this is a very... 
it's tragic how you can read an article that is so about this, giving 15 reasons why you should support this. And here are 19 reasons why you shouldn't. Not only because you're killing a baby yeah. and killing a life, but just the risks that the woman faces. Does it show more that, any, that I, hey, does it show that I care more about women I, than I, these other people I'm who a, say that pro-abortion is good? I got a question. Is there any studies? Because now I'm actually, I might just research this after the show. Are there any studies about the mental health of men after an abortion? Like their partner goes and aborts the kid? No, not that I'm aware of. I wonder, of, not that I I wonder how much data there is on that. Um, probably I do want to. I do want to say this. So what? Uh, probably none. Yeah. So playing devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of course, this is I. You know, it's it's it's, we got a, you. We it's got an you. argument that we yeah. hear all the time, right? Well, what about rape? It's it, it accounts for less than two percent of all pregnancies yeah. in, in, in the United it, States. It accounts for less than two percent of all abortions we're, we're, we're that at, take place. So when people use that argument, they're asking us to base a a codified rule for yeah. the general population off of the um the edge cases yeah the far ends of the bell curve of the situations that are possible so so rather than being able to say huh um because like let, let's be honest like when when trump remember when he did the um the foreign national travel ban to like uh the uh, middle eastern countries for a little while mm -hmm. everyone was like whoa 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 just because these places are unsafe doesn't mean you can't you can't do that that's racist or or they had something about it they didn't like right but he was like hey let's extrapolate the fact that this part of the world is really dangerous right now let's just not have people from this area come over here okay even if it was quote unquote like even like a nationalistic sentiment of like i don't like these nationalities or shit even if it was just i don't like brown people racism um it was still a good heuristic to say yeah maybe some people out there might be terrorists let's just hold the phone on them coming in here for a little bit let's just pause it right kind of reasonable even even if hypothetically it was a, a racist thing to do right i have a i have a question though cox look at me Bye. i'm stalling i totally forgot what my point was <laughs> um oh shit what, what was the uh how was this about abortion i forget now I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Son of a bitch. Um, but the uh, another note here, uh, which I find to be kind of a moot point here, uh, just because of the statistical oh, 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 difference. Oh, 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 oh. the edge. Case. I'm sorry. The edge case. Right. So so that was a good example of using the the middle of the bell curve to be like, hey, this is a general consensus of, of problems that you get here. The edge cases are probably like these these travelers are probably all safe let's just say no but now we have a good example where it's like hey rape accounts for less than three percent five percent it's not even ten percent like less than two percent right actually less than a it's percent than, yeah okay, last time I okay. Saw. so so that is an extreme edge case and and we're being asked to consider that as the nominal like whoa what the fuck um you know i think that the 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 pre context for this this the 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 article with the 19 shocking post-abortion depression statistics i think is wrong in that that they so let's just listen so women may suffer from depression after giving birth to their child just as they may suffer 
from depression after having an abortion. Many pro-life groups will jump on the post-abortion depression statistics as proof that abortion is wrong, but that logic would also make giving birth wrong. Sometimes women feel that it is necessary to have an abortion. That necessity may also put these women at a higher risk of future health problems. No, just based off of the sheer difference and the statistic of women who are pregnant as well as postpartum after having the baby of, remember, remember the statistic, 13, 10% of pregnant women will have some mental illness and 13% will have mental illness, right? Whereas all of the statistics I just named off they're not comparable. They are not comparable in the slightest. The sheer scale of difference, if there was a difference of like, say, 5%, okay, you're, that's some statistical relevance. But seeing as how 13 and 10% compared to three times more likely that they'll commit suicide, fucking 81% more likely to have at least one mental health illness, teen girls are 10% more likely to attempt suicide. Like, do... How, you just wrote this. You just wrote this article, yet you're still saying, is this like the the PC way of going about it to where you're not going to get docs the entire way? Is you have to include that in the in the in the first part of the article there is saying that, well, you know, if that's the case, then you know, you know, child being, you know, birthing the child should also be wrong. I I don't I don't I don't get that. That's that's so such a non-point. Uh but, you know, What? Would you like to say anything, Cornette? <laughs> so a few days ago, you asked me about this. And the first thing that came out of my, th- my mouth was what? You didn't care. I didn't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, it's about the individual and how they feel about it. But, how there's, they... but there's two individuals. What about you? Hmm? Like, maybe you feel that way right now. Okay. But like, what if you actually like... Do you, so I'm going to ask you to gauge whether or not you truly don't care. Okay. Could you be in an operating room with a second trimester abortion going on and having to see that? Could you look at it the whole way? Could you look at it the entire time? I don't know. I've never done it before, but I'm. Uh, let me paint a picture for you. Okay. Okay. A doctor is in there with the mm. nurses. Okay. And the woman who is getting the abortion. It's two, second trimester. Okay. Body's pretty much fully formed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Head. You know, face, everything. Goes in there with a pair of forceps. Okay. Um, and goes in there, doesn't see anything, right? Grabs onto something. Okay. Pulls out. It's a leg. And puts it on the bin, right? Goes back in. Oh, there's an arm. They twist it to do okay. this, by the way. Right? Ripping mm-hmm. this baby apart. Goes in. This one's bigger, right? Because it's fitting. Obviously, it's the head. Yeah. So I'm squeezing break. And see if it'll gray shit fall out. It's the baby's brains. Okay. Pull that out, right? Pull on any debris. Get some suction. Vacuum out her vagina. Right? Mm-hmm. And then ta-da, you just witness somebody killing a baby. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. So... I ain't gonna lie, I am human. Sounds horrible, right? And if I was in the abortion room, I probably couldn't stay there and watch it for obvious reasons. I am a human. Seeing things die sucks. Hearing things die 
No. Okay. But but putting yourself mentally in that in that situation, you would care a little bit more, right? I would care at that moment, but then I'm pretty sure because the way I work, I'm pretty sure when I left, it would be desensitized by that point. Now, I leave, and now I'm not now, thinking about it anymore. With with me, I'm coming from the perspective. I'm not saying. Well, that's the issue I, right here. I obviously care. I'm not a father. I obviously care a lot about. Not yet. I'm not even not mm. even thinking from a fatherly standpoint. Because I'm not either. I'm against the I'm idea sure. yeah. that abortion is a consequenceless thing. Okay. From what I just read, right? Yes, I care about the unborn child, but in fact, I care about the woman more. I don't want to have them have all these statistics immediately apply to them because they made this one decision or they were pressured by other people to make this decision for them. Or forced. So that's where I'm coming from. Yes, I care about the unborn life, but I'm caring about the woman who is here now and is debating on whether or not to kill their baby for whatever reason, okay? Because they are lied to. They are given this beautiful, well-crafted lie that being pro-choice, remember this is how they phrase it, pro-choice, you are fighting for the woman's right to choose for bodily autonomy. And we have to immediately say that, well, the baby's body isn't, you know, is part of the mother, um, you know, I guess the mom has two vaginas or a vagina and a penis at any one point in time, uh, whenever they're pregnant. So we have to say that, which sounds asinine, right? Um, and what, what we're looking at, I'm against people telling these women that there's no consequence to it, right? They need to be fully aware of the consequences. It's them. They need to take care of themselves. And that's the major consideration, right? for considering an abortion is they need to figure out is this the best thing for me and they need to be aware of this right they need to be aware of the statistics for their mental health that go into this and the financial ramifications i don't find that to be a logical uh reason, reason either is because there's financial aid everywhere there's unemployment welfare WIC. so the so idea that you don't get money if you don't have enough of it in this country is completely crazy to me. So uh, when we were talking about that, I brought up the point that uh, they were worried about not being able to pay for their child. It'll have a bad life. You remember that? Right. I brought that up. Now, three days later, I talked to my mom. Turns out she was considering getting me killed because she didn't have any uh, money. So that did. And uh, it sounds really uh, egotistical. All right. That now I changed my point of view because it could have been me, but hey, that's how a lot of people operate. That's that's just the way it is. And but, you know, I and the, another thing too that they bring up is like, oh well, a vast—I don't remember the exact statistic, but a very significant portion percentage of pregnancies in the United States are accidental. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, it's such a move. I was accidental. So was I. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad my parents didn't get a fucking abortion. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and it's and very glad because I have you know a bunch of brothers and sisters, and also my mom didn't go through with it, and she's not subject to all these horrendous mental issues. The lie, you piece of shit. is beautifully constructed. You spread that all over the. You are table. you're powerful. This is to empower you. This is to make 
you know, you in control, then I want to have the ability to go into any hospital and if somebody's on life support, just be able to pull the plug because that's essentially what it is. Mm -hmm. If they apparently don't have bodily autonomy and they rely on other things to make them live, then I guess comatose patients uh, are not, you know, worth the time, I guess. If it's just on a whim, the family can just say, yeah, fucking pull the plug, which I don't think should be a thing either, right? Of course, hey, there, there needs to be middle ground, okay? Now, talking about this, I don't want this to be so one-sided, but we need to come up with some, some issues, um, not issues, but solutions as to how this can coexist with our society today. Okay, women, people who are pro-abortion, if you want pro-abortion to be a thing, and, you know, apparently to the most recent statistics that I saw, you know, more than half of, little more than half of women in the United States are pro-life. They don't want abortion, right? Less men, by a factor, you know, by, you know, 10%, for like 48% of men are pro-choice. And, okay, um, I, I had a point. What the fuck was it? I, <laughs> you did the same thing I, I did. did I, as I don't want, you know, they, they have the idea that it's, it's empowering to them they need to be aware of these things okay the idea of of it being empowering is just completely asinine it's it's it doesn't work mm -hmm. it it is so detrimental to women's health afterwards have you seen the video i'm sure you have it floats around all the time on social media it was like this weird show or something and they say uh you just had an abortion and the lady goes, yeah, twins. And she immediately starts crying on TV. I've never actually seen that. Immediately starts crying on TV. And a woman in the background goes, damn, double homicide. Oh, no, I do know that one. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, if women are so uncaring about these children, about having abortions, why did that woman immediately start crying? Dude, the whole crowd, when that girl said double homicide we're like yo not cool oh i remember dude. my point now dude i remember my point now yeah um okay if you want abortion then uh be prepared to be ridiculed for it yeah no it should be oh, yeah right. you good dude yeah be prepared to be yeah. ridiculed for it but my actual point was okay double homicide so a significant portion of women that i last saw statistics from gallup are against abortion okay over, 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 over a significant percentage, right? <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, okay, so if we want abortion, let's say abortion is legal today. Oh, it is in one state. Okay. Let's say it is, okay? Then, men reserve a right to opt out of fatherhood. So I'm on the other end of this? I don't want to. No, I don't want to. I don't want a baby. Yeah. I'm not going to. So, I'm not going to be the dad. Right. I'm not going to pay child support. Yeah. And they get completely free, complete freedom. Because this small sect of women mm -hmm. and whoever is the major, you know, mm -hmm. puppeteer got their way and up abortion's legal. And now 51% of the population of women are going to be so fucking angry because we have abortion and now we have the ability for men to just opt out of childhood, fatherhood, not give a shit about the, of the child and not have to pay child support and be completely free to do whatever they want because we have abortion because motherhood can't, mothers can do it. Mothers just have, yeah. Mothers have the free reign so, to opt so out of motherhood. It's my opinion that 
Um, deadbeat fathers are definitely a problem. I hate I, I hate that shit. But um, it, I also believe that the female equivalent of deadbeat fatherhood is women that abort their own children. Yeah, it, that is deadbeat. Uh, that's deadbeat motherhood right there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and uh, so let me clarify. In my world, you keep the baby, and that father is held in held accountable for that child. Mm-hmm. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. And the idea of of women having a being pregnant and then just going to an abortion clinic without the father's permission or notice mm-hmm. is so disgustingly evil. Yeah. Is so There's disgustingly evil. No better evil. word for it. So if you go ahead, try and pass this. However, I, you cannot complain that men are opting out of fatherhood, not paying child support because you all can. Mm-hmm. Abortion is just that, is just opting out of motherhood. Yeah. Because of the financial. I don't want it. Well, what if the I, father? I don't, I don't have the money to the support father, a child. The father that was, doesn't have the money. That's an actual excuse they give. I don't have the money for the f- a child oh, right well, now. Oh, well, the father well, the doesn't, doesn't have, have the money. money for the child right now. So he can just yeah. opt out and say no. Now, now, to be honest, I don't like either of these options. For me, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I would say uh, no-fault divorce is not a thing anymore, and abortion is illegal. And if either chi- uh, a parent tries to get out, state comes and gets that ass. 100%. That's how it ought to be. Anything else you want to say, Cornette? Uh, so it's really hard to give an opinion when I don't care either or way, because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I I get that it's an issue. I understand that, and y'all two being, I assume y'all both want it uh, illegalized, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. I okay. So I was following that. I was following that right. So. Y'all must hate my state right now. Fuck. Texas? Mm-hmm. They're making it illegal. Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's illegal. But never mind. Y'all must love my state. Um, but <laughs> in some ways, yeah. The, yeah, I think it's. Um, I definitely love the no mask mandate. That thing's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I understand. I understand how it's difficult uh, if you don't, if you don't care. Um, it's just i don't know if you really don't care i would i would rather i don't want this to be a situation is you find someone that you fall in love with you get married and then all of a sudden she just goes to get an abortion that's gonna rip your heart out you're about to you are about to be a father and since it's just legal and just a commodity and like how they want it it is a commoditized and it's paid for it's an industrialized paid for by the government subsidized or translation paid for by the taxpayers right and she just goes get an abortion and says oh no more kid anymore that sounds like a it sounds like a nightmare yeah would you be able to trust that girl ever again that is what the future wants that is what they want in the future they just want women to just be able to go off get their babies killed and the father not to have shit to say about it which is horseshit it takes two to create life and if you really want this fucking battle, then it needs to, you need consent from two parties. But in my book, I don't want it at all. It should be three parties. It should <laughs> be the child. Does the child consent? And they have to wait till they're 18. Ha, got him. You wanna, got him, bitch. You want to you wanna abort right now? It's like you got your birthday tomorrow. You still got one more day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. But I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, we probably have like over two hours of podcast in here. Uh, but I thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you enjoy this format, uh, please go ahead and talk to us on the debatespot.net or sorry. Yeah. Debatespot.net Facebook page. <laughs> 
put my web again. Also, don't forget to check out debatespot.net on debatespot.net. Um, posting articles there. Nathan also has not yet to Ooh, fucking publish yeah, articles. Sorry, my bad. Um, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, he just sucks ass. And yeah, I'll I be do. saying this Piece every single shit. time until uh, <laughs> he makes an article. But uh, next episode, uh, make him do gate guard. Next episode, oh. next episode that we're gonna do is we are gonna try and do it live on Twitch. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Oh, uh, I'll be there for that. We'll either do it live on Twitch or we'll be doing it through Can't Facebook. Uh, we're gonna be doing it through <laughs> I Facebook live. Myself. Um, it's either gonna be live on our Twitch or it's gonna be live on the Facebook page. Uh, stay posted for that. Again, follow us on Facebook so you can get all the notifications if we do have a live event. Um, and yes, any other things you guys want to add before we head out? Hmm. Good. I want a bracelet that says uh, WW uh, AD uh, D. I want a bracelet that says WW fuck your opinion. What would Hitler do? Nobody <laughs> <laughs> right. even asked. Nobody even asked. All right. Thank you all so much. And as always, have a good one. Thanks for listening. The team at QCP hopes that this little hook has hit its mark and we end up seeing you live on Twitch or becoming a dedicated listener. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, have a good one.